0: i spoke to god i stared down the man and i beat a felony to asserting my right as an american to own whatever i want for drugs as long as they're naturally produced plant-based or fungus-based substances, and to travel without a license plate, license, or insurance. And we're going to have all of that and more tonight, how we pulled this off, how it started, how it's going to end. We're going to hear from some of the amazing uh, letters that we got while I was locked up. Um, 12 days in solitary confinement. And you know what? It was absolutely worth every second. What an experience. I apologize for not being here last night as promised. We were driving Joey and I driving back from Swatch County, Colorado, home to Gardenia. Uh, I had to split up towards the end so Joey could get a nap. But I, we were already over the Arizona border, feeling pretty safe here. and uh, we made it safe and sound. had a day to sort of recover today, hopefully tomorrow getting back into our regular routine looking forward to christmas where we're doing another cannabis giveaway by the way i want to give away a half pound of weed just to like people in the community so i think we're going to set up our pickup truck the black pearl as it is now known that pickup truck which is nigh uncatchable <laughs> uh will be giving away uh, a half a pound right is that what we're doing sounds good yeah
1: that's how much people
0: will take. I mean, by the eighth, it'll just be like we'll be parked at the entrance to our neighborhood of Juniperwood Ranch. Do we
1: have by
0: the church enough people to
1: facilitate a half pound, eighth at a time? Well, Which a quarter pound,
0: a quarter pound would be four ounces, would be thirty-two eighths to give away. Sure. So, to the first thirty-two, at least the first sixty-four. Do we have sixty-four
1: people yeah. living in Juniperwood? Oh, oh,
0: <laughs> in this, oh yeah, and then I think if you sit there and you know. First person who goes, uh, free weed, but only an eighth per person. Hey, man, come get another eighth of the weed from these people. Uh, it's going to be fun. That's what we're doing over Christmas. Um, as, as we observe winter solstice as our preferred holiday tradition of the winter. But meshing with other people's schedule. And since the solstice was the day I got out of jail, completely victorious. Total victory. Pretty epic non-compliance I, I, and civil disobedience episode at some point i know we're going to have to do a concise like five minutes this is how who is who is whining now i don't
1: know who that is what
0: dogs are want to be on camera do they miss us that much
2: it's it's Elma and Louise it's Louise Louise what are you,
0: you the lo- so for those of you who, who know my past and know my dog Baloo uh he is also a bit of a civil disobedience activist himself and a victim of police brutality, having been kidnapped in Wise County, Texas, but also having had a flashbang grenade thrown at him in our raid in Herndon, Virginia. Um, and now Thelma and Louise are also experienced civil disobedience activists, whether they know it or not. I hope you guys saw the picture we posted today with the, with the mushroom, yes. And that is one of the, that is one of the psilocybin mushrooms that I grew myself from the first batch that I did here. I, I I am now, yeah, I am, I have having asserted that right, I am comfortable now saying, uh, yeah, we're just, for, for home front battle buddies, for me personally, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be growing mushrooms here. Slipping mushrooms. Come at me, bro. Fucking bring it. You want me to do another 12 days? I'll do another 12 days. I'll embarrass the shit out of you, too, if that's what you want. But, yeah, uh, so we're going to be growing mushrooms here. We're going to be growing mushrooms openly and sharing them openly. And if anybody wants to be a part of that, please, we're we're recruiting. We need help, Uh, not just specifically for that, but we have all these mushrooms. We need help eating them. They're like, they're so easy to grow. There's just so many mushrooms, more than I could possibly eat myself. So if you can come help eat some mushrooms with us uh, or help grow or develop our facilities, you know, for Homefront Battle Buddies to be able to provide uh, mushrooms and other alternative therapy experiences for veterans off-grid here in a safe environment. Uh, please drop me a line, Adam, at thefreedomline.com. It's going to be back after uh, a few weeks off from the show, and the last show that I, I would have been able to do even before getting locked up, we had uh, we had Jim and and Ed covering for me, uh, and Joey because we were traveling and I, I needed some more family time. I couldn't really get away that evening, so it's been now three weeks. That's it. It's it's really like it's not much, you know. It's crazy because I and I didn't realize until, until I got out the, the charge, I was the main charge for and it was, it was the felony too, which is manufacturing distribution or cultivation or, or manufacturing of psilocybin. And we'll get into the specifics of that, but eight to 24 years, I looked it up afterwards and Joey's like, yeah, we thought you knew. <laughs> like, uh, well, for me, it was kind of like, The way that you fall off the cliff is by looking off the edge. If you don't look off the edge, you're a lot less likely to fall. Let's just look. Um, There was a a, a song, uh, My Heart is Filled with Music. And since we are now not copyright or intellectual property sensitive with this show being on odyssey and telegram and wherever else you you might be watching the gym our introvert producer has managed to hook up this broadcast to wherever it's going we don't play intellectual property games anymore fuck that so i get to share this awesome song from the real mckenzie's my heart is filled with music that that really got me through and it's it's actually a world war ii song and I'll explain all of that and more as we get into the show tonight. We're gonna keep it really simple, though. I got I gotta say, I'm still I'm still kind of readjusting. Um, from having spent twelve days in saw like I was. Just to sum this up, and, and like you'll hear this is, is we're gonna do tonight's show. Like the main purpose of tonight's show is to create like the best complete narrative record of this episode from my arrest to my release and and getting home. While it's fresh in my mind, I've got I've got all my papers from jailing this. Oh, look at this big, big stack of papers. Yep, a lot of paper. Actually, most of it's my notes and, and stuff that I wrote, my motion to dismiss my letter to the judge, all that stuff. Um, so we show oh, I got my jail goodie bag. I guess since we're doing video, it's not working for the audio podcast. But look, this is the best part. They stole my weed, took it out of the containers and then gave it back to me in an evidence bag i am never so this was dear can you grab like out of the out of that box there's a little coffee mug i want to show people what what it was Uh, and we'll come back to this like we're gonna we're gonna get into that in that box you see the little cylinder is it in there yeah that thing so so this is
1: this is my Soup, thermos. soup
0: coffee Here. thermos i love this thing just as like you put a cup of coffee or hot tea in it and seal it and you can drive off road and then you can, it can it.
1: put hot soup in there you can go hiking for five miles and then you can eat your hot soup yes the the yes
0: it's a very cool little concept for just cylinder <laughs> thermos so i was using it for the weed my little um you know moisture pack in there and then i had a little eighth jar like this that i was traveling with and the cops took it out to weigh it I mean, I'm assuming and then gave it back and and look at that joint. There was a joint that I'd rolled that we didn't get to smoke sitting in here. I'm almost embarrassed. It's kind of an ugly little joint, right? And <laughs> all right, what do we have comment on fate? Someone's watching on Facebook. A
1: lot of people watching on Facebook.
0: First in shoot. A, glad you're out. Whatever happened. Don't worry. You'll get the whole story. But anyway, they, they, so they, this weed is now going to get framed in a big shadow box commemorating this whole thing. And and maybe when we get into the jail stuff, we can get into. Oh, by the way, here. This is the wonderful envelope, and someone will know now the source of this. This is what my psilocybin capsules were in. This little plastic envelope with the cool uh, hologram circle design on it. Ooh. And so they, they cut it. Look, they they actually they were pro. No, they ripped it. Nah, they ripped it. They ripped it open. They poured out the capsules and confiscated them and tested them for you know positive for psilocybin. So we got that. We got. I got. I I I kept my mug. Look at this. I got. A, I got a jail mug. <laughs> I showered with this thing actually, I, when I didn't have they, they do showers every other day in this facility. I got I got notes. We're gonna get into all this stuff, but in the little jail sink, I would put water in this and then like splash it over my body. That's how I, that's how I showered. Um, if you notice, my hair is a little thinner. Rather than twelve days, probably greatest expense of this government-induced taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat was me being away from my parpisha. My hair starts falling. <laughs> but I was going bald. Just back, back to going bald. Yeah, it's actually kind of nice as my hair grows out. It, it is, it is filling in, kind of nicely. You know, like like my beard, um, which I haven't trimmed since I got out. I mean, it's really just two weeks growth on top of like eight months growth <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but yeah, I need some trimming. Um, so we're gonna check in with uh with our co-hosts. Tonight, with I guess we have we have Joey and Jim join us in the producer seat, and uh, you know go through this whole thing. And I, I mean, Joey's going to be here mainly to to keep an eye on comments, and Jim keeping an eye on comments and and interrupting me uh, to make sure I'm being clear enough. You know, and if you explain the narrative, if there's something needing me to go go into more in, in this recording. Obviously, this is not the exhaustive story, and, and it's one that really needs to be told in a way that includes the perspectives of everybody who was in that jail, who who was a part of it, from the sheriff, the captain, the sergeants, the deputies, the dispatchers who were on duty in the jail, the other inmates who were within earshot of my cell, um, and uh, the center PD cops who arrested me, and that's that's what this comes down to, the unlawful search and everything like that but i'm I'm so grateful uh for the opportunity and that i was ready to step up to this opportunity and and play hardball and stand on principle and win uh yeah we won and i say we because you know, I, don't, I couldn't have done it without y'all no but very seriously with joey on the outside responding with everybody who wrote letters to the judge and made calls to the DA and the sheriff and center PD. It, it was that, that really made my strategy effective. I mean, force multiplier. Whereas if it wasn't for that, you know, how long would I have had to have sat there, you know, and, and, and that's, we're going to get into that too. Exactly. What strategy I played that allowed me to beat this charge and the sort of dynamics. I, I want to make sure we don't miss this, Joey, because adam well not everybody can do that and yeah there are certain things that i did that are hard and certain things that not everybody could have done but the basic strategy anybody can do and have an impact and end up most of the time with a better legal outcome in cases of victimless crime charges and legal cases as a result of non-compliance and just to sum it up um and I want—I want to say something really more like a safety note here. Okay, when it comes to jail, and we'll get into the strategy. Non-compliance should not be done, your physical non-compliance, when it puts your immediate physical safety at undue risk. And the one point I'm talking about is on the side of the road, in that heat of the moment. Let's see. I healthy disrespect for authority on YouTube. I wonder how many more letters will write they got sent the day you got out. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of personal mail coming to me that they're going to have to forward. So yeah, I'm looking forward to Christmas cards. Yeah. Yeah, and some of the, well, the letters that were written to the judge Joey's got pulled up. But hold on. I want to I get this safety note out of the way. And we're going to come back to this in terms of the strategy of nonviolent resistance. But uh when I got to the so on the side of the road, they said, "Step out of your vehicle. That is not a place to resist. They are threatening you with violence and 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 maybe verbally, if you're comfortable I don't want to say it's not the place, it's not the place to physically resist because they have they have initiated a dangerous situation that involves passing traffic. There's bigger forces than you or the cops involved in a traffic stop. And in that initial confrontation, police are very inclined to be trigger happy and and to rush to violence. And if you, if you've given up the talking game where they're going to put you in a squad car, you should comply physically with their commands to get you into the squad car. And you know, the, the cops actually were considerate enough because of my shoulder injury. And I mentioned, Hey, can you just move my cuffs to in front of me? They did that. But uh, when I got to the jail, I, before before we pulled up, I told the sheriff, the sergeant who was driving me, uh, Sergeant Brewbaker, uh, I said, you know, I'm not playing around anymore. I'm not complying with any of this. If you want me in that jail, you're going to have to pick me up and carry me. In. And he was like, what? They, they understood. So we got the other big burly jailer and they carried me in. And after that, uh, I just I respectfully, politely, basically declined to play along with anything that they wanted. I didn't sign shit. I didn't answer questions I didn't want to. Um, basically, the I, I didn't go to court i refused to go to court i, I refused bond um i declined to book i don't want to say i refused if that's some other charge they're gonna try to screw me over with because you know they're gonna watch this um let's see ken scott on facebook my non-compliance got me suicide squad just for not cooperating with booking that's a risk and they did put me on a cycle supposedly at one point and i i you know argued with it and, and it never was relevant again so you know, I, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, there are, there are absolutely risks with this, but there are greater risks. I, I think that they hide from us with compliance and peace. So if, if it was their game, if it was sign this, go to court here, book here, give us your fingerprints, take a picture here. My answer was no, thank you. But I was actively and politely or, or at least professionally, Engaged with everyone around me and every one of their representatives. I wasn't silent because that'll that'll weird them out. You know, I talked to them. I let them know what I was doing, and uh, I played my game of you know, well, if you're gonna have me in custody, you got to take care of me. Yeah, I'm gonna eat vegan. They fed me vegan. It was actually it's actually not bad. I bit, we'll get into that. Uh, but with that, I, I'm getting I'm getting into the story. We want to start the narrative properly. So, Jim, producer Jim, who covered for me yesterday,
3: oh, the producer no what's going on first of all i just want to be the first uh other show person to say welcome back we're glad to have you i uh no matter how the story went we're just glad that you're not in jail uh anymore we were worried you're going to be there on christmas and all that not that that means a big deal to you but
0: i was just starting to get comfy actually
3: <laughs> yeah you were just, that's why they kicked you out they were like this guy's way too happy here we need to we you know Jails yeah making people miserable that's <laughs> we can't have that you busted out congrats says los I'm watching on the youtubes i remind people t.me forward slash adam versus the man oh gina says great to see you out as well watching from facebook uh t.me forward slash adam versus Saman man has all, all most of this information we're going to hear tonight you would already be in the loop probably if you were in the in the t.me forward slash adam versus the man group that's telegram group Uh free to everybody. You don't have to apply or anything. You just join the group. It's free to everybody. We're trying to build it as big as possible, so definitely get yourself connected. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the Man. That's how you can support the show and uh, get access to our private producers club, which is where I just want to highlight a couple of the private chat comments we got coming from John White uh, in the backstage. He's hanging out backstage with us just because he's cool like that because he got the link being a member of the producers club from the Patreon. So he's saying... Uh, he, well, he said I want to help y'all w- with all those things. So that was earlier when you were talking about if anybody wants to come to Gardenia to help grow the shrooms and uh, yeah, grow. yeah. Grow yeah let, me get, let me let me
0: get this out of the way then. With producer's notes to to complete the pitch and and Joey, while well, you know you're thinking about this, uh, all of our various calls for volunteers that we have at any given time with all of our operations can give you the quick rundown. Uh, first and foremost, right now, Homefront Battle Buddies construction building out this facility to be able to provide these retreat experiences for veterans. If you can donate to that, it's a tax deduction uh, donation for uh, 501c3, homefrontbattlebuddies.org on screen there. Thank you, Jim. And uh, we need volunteers for online organizing, for outreach, for fundraising. We are standing up a comprehensive professional nonprofit to provide safe off-grid experiences with alternative therapies including psilocybin especially psilocybin but uh psilocybin cannabis really the the meat of what we're we're talking about um psilocybin cannabis and uh and and sort of behavioral therapy type things that that you can get hanging out with other veterans talk therapy experience stuff and and just sort of like life coaching personal optimization i don't pretend to be so arrogant in, in my successes in life to to you know pretend to tell, tell myself as a life coach, but I, I will say two things that I have been, uh, I think a positive example of that I want to share with other veterans, one, uh, physical health, you know, and if your physical health is fucked, you can't, you, your, your mental health is going to be compromised. If your body is now is not being optimally cared for and fueled and, and, and moved exercised, you are going to have some deficiency in the nutrients going to your brain you're going to have some lessened effectiveness as a result of not being fully fit. You might be, you know, if your sleep is fucked up, you're going to be cranky. If you're malnourished, you're going to be, you know, low energy in certain ways. You might be dealing with other chronic issues that are going to distract you from being focused and present in your life and projecting love to people around you. So, uh, in, in that sense, through my own experience with, with team sports, uh, with yoga, with my own nutrition, with lifting weights, um, variety of other things rugby the marines et cetera, et cetera. i think i am in a good position to be a sort of lifestyle comprehensive personal trainer to uh, you know veterans that come out of here who are like adam show me the efficient way i just want to get my shit together with my physical fitness because i miss being in shape the way i was in the service and i know if i want to live a long healthy life i got to take care of my body so that's one thing um, and then the what was I say? The other, the other thing. Oh, is having a, a for me personally that I want to share is having a purpose-driven life, and and I think helping vets find their purpose as warriors that are st- still needed in, in, in the world today, uh, whether it's in activism, in community service, in uh, you know political activism or or whatever it is, um, community organizing to use the uh, the Obama term, right. Uh, but, but in all of that, I think helping veterans find a sense of purpose is one of the most important things we can offer here. And, and we, so those are what we want to focus on, of course, facilitating anything else we safely can, whether it's ayahuasca, MDMA, um, ketamine. Those are, those are the big three on the horizon that w- once we get more safe. But cannabis, extremely safe. Psilocybin, extremely safe. As long as you have the right environment. You have trip sitters, supervisors, and it's a safe off-grid environment overall. So that's what we're building. Anyway, that's the pitch for Battle Buddies, real quick. Then for Adam versus the Man, anybody who wants to help with production promotion, um, I guess we're gonna wait till after the holiday. Really, we're gonna wait till the following Monday, the twenty seventh, and I'll get back into regular video posting on Odyssey. I still have, I don't know, a dozen Man on the Street videos in the in the hole, <laughs> ready to ready to post in the chamber, uh, nice. in the mag thing, uh, mixed military. Fire, of course, right. Okay. Um, so versus the man is a media production. We would love to have a full-time intern, uh, full-time production assistant. Really. We have a place for you to live out here. It's, it's, uh, an insulated space, you know, with a mattress, it's, it's relatively comfy, but you'd be, you know, showering outdoors, that kind of thing. If anybody wants to get involved like that, volunteering online, help us get sponsorship, uh, we're looking to build Adam versus the Man back in the in the new year after this government-induced taxpayer-funded-funded funded spiritual retreat reset. So yeah, we're coming back next Wednesday after uh, a long chill weekend and, and getting right back into it full speed there. And then uh, before
1: you move on from Battle Buddies, there's a comment question really on Odyssey. By the way, guys, we're watching your comments on Odyssey. We just can't pop them up on the screen yet. Yeah.
0: And actually, preference to Odyssey comments.
1: Absolutely preference to Odyssey comments. Um, Montana seventeen twenty four says, "Any kratom for the vets? It really." Oh yes, absolutely. Still help me. I'm not a veteran.
0: So. Yes. no, it, on kratom, quickly, I, I've experimented with it. It doesn't have any, and, and not thoroughly. It, you know, it, 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 there are I, like I don't know mushrooms well enough. I want to, I want to know, understand, you know, practical applications of psilocybin a lot better even. So that's kind of a priority for me. I've dabbled with Kratom and I uh, didn't find any obvious specific application, but I've seen it help some people, especially with pain issues, chronic pain issues as being an alternate, uh, alternative to opiates that's, that's organic and a lot healthier. So absolutely, Kratom is going to be a part of the program here. But to me, that's just sort of in the category of, of all the nutritional type supplements, it's almost more like nutritional. I, I know kratom is, is really unique. I think um, kratom's
1: a good replacement for like pain relief, so for people so, who would otherwise do opioids. Yeah, kratom's a good
0: so, but it, it, it it's also it's it's legal and available. of It's not a big deal for us to organize. So yes, in our lodge for Homefront Battle Buddies, there will be a shelf full of kratom and a basic instructions. And the duty person at the time will, will at least always have, you know, be able to serve as a basic guide. And it'll be something that you'll be able to experiment with, you know, in, in the space that we're creating. So anyway, so moving on, you know, Gardenia Sovereignty Project um, and just building the homestead. There's so many other things to be involved with there. Um, Joey, any other notes on recruiting we'll be people to help out with our efforts? Maybe something that comes out of this. Joey, well, has some you know, we, there
1: there was a comment that says I miss seeing you every morning, and uh, that'd be that'd be great if we could get yeah that's so back to the production time
0: and assistants. money. Yeah, if if we for me to go back to the two-hour, five-day-a-week model, we would need just some reasonable sponsorship, and you know at least enough to to hire uh, you know one full-time production assistant, or if they were a volunteer or an intern. Um, but I, I would want that effort in to to make sure that it was smooth and um, didn't become a massive, you know, time suck for me, pulling me away from everything else. It's unfortunate. I, I one of my epiphanies in jail was like I've never really been that successful with Adam versus the Man as a business or even growing a consistent audience. Like I've had some viral hits. I've always had a stable audience. I've always had you know, a handful of loyal, loving supporters who like, you know, we, we switched from Patreon to this, to that, to, you know, it's okay. Well, they'll chip in $10 a month and, and make sure that this is, you know, at least not a, a drain for me. Uh, but I'm just, I'm not motivated. Like I, I see these, you know, the pundits who are more successful and, you know, part of me wants to be jealous, but then anytime, like I step into that headspace in that game, I'm like, I don't have that sort of psychopathic drives to have an audience, you know, like at, at all. And, and, there are people who are, who will say, I, I want the biggest audience possible, you know, at all costs. They, they don't care about their message or their integrity or consistency. It's like, okay, well, if that, if the market rewards that, you'll always have a bigger audience than me. Okay. And I, I don't really care. I'm really excited for this opportunity to tell the story of, of the arrest you know, the people who are gathered around to hear, you know, crazy Uncle Kokish's dum-dum stories. What was that one on screen? Healthy Disrespect, instead of two hours a day, a quick good morning the song. Have a good day. Short would be fun. What's yeah, I, I'd be a... a song. The song. song. Well, we'll get to the music. I wrote a song in jail, too. I wrote a, I rewrote a Disney song. I'm not going to sing it. Maybe I'll post the lyrics. So it's, we oh, we'll do that. Oh, shall we? So we okay, get J-I Mary Jane up here. I
3: want to smoke weed every day. Everybody's asking for the weed. What's going on? Hold on. I wasn't ready. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What up, Snoop? (laughs) Woo-hoo!
4: Ah! You know,
2: being
0: away... From cannabis for twelve days was an interesting like shock yeah. and detox. And we're gonna talk about some of that
2: effect yeah, on
0: me. <clears throat> so when, when I it came out, no, I was my head was too spinning to even like really appreciate. It. So we'll we we'll, we'll, let's save that. We'll save because we going not tell the story of getting out and getting home at least at least briefly, right? Um but no, I it just it put me in battle mode. You know?
1: I can imagine. I and think it can, they trained you not to negotiate with terrorists, when and said, then they wanted to know yeah. why you wouldn't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> I, that's, <laughs> that's kind of the funny part to me.
0: One of the guards called me a terrorist too, wow. and I kept maintaining that, but we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll explain wow. why because I, I was a I was a butthead for the first couple nights.
1: I, I would know? be a
0: butthead too
1: if somebody assaulted me and stole my shit for
3: me. All right,
0: Jim, any other producer
3: notes? Uh no, no more producer notes. I wanted to say one more thing about humprump battle buddies uh and that was just to remind people that it's so legit. The vice chair ed Mr Vallejo, has been getting taking classes and getting certifications legitimate certifications for uh suicide prevention what to yes. do uh how to how to treat certain things all kinds of stuff so that's awesome and it's just another thing that's 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 gonna benefit it and make it uh make it flourish i think in my opinion. no it's,
0: it's a very important point because you don't have to trust me with your safety while you're here i'll be tripping with you and will be our trip sitter uh big important important distinction important distinction yes uh, and Gianna, Mary jane here will be our cannabis caterer um i, li- I like that it's, it's, it's casual it's you're a cannabis caterer you're not a pharmacist you're not a dispenser. You're a caterer. I it's think in the word
1: tender too, by the way. I, a I despise weird.
0: that. Yeah. All what right. A Anything else we need to get into before we just jump right into the narrative from the beginning?
3: That's it. Let's let's grab the narrative from the beginning. I want to hear about it. <sighs> All right, There's ladies a and gentlemen. Good,
0: good
1: spot oh, to start. One more narrative. comment. Every victim needs to speak out and share the truth. What happened to them? We need to stop pretending a court is about justice, fairness, law, and due process the longer we play into the lies, the more victims will fall prey to these
0: vermin. Yeah. And uh,
1: Adam, you figured out the formula.
0: Yeah. I, and, and yeah, I'm just, well, let's, let's get into the narrative. We're going to come back to the formula, the strategy and, and, you know, what it means to, to reproduce this. So if if,
3: if you don't mind right before you start, I did just think of something after yesterday's show, I was sent uh, a picture From a website, uh, a link to to the courts.state.us or Colorado or whatever. uh, And supposedly they still have you showing you have court on the 19th of January. So I'm sure, are you going to address that? Or they were saying that people are saying, uh, don't yeah. don't I thought my only thought, not knowing anything, my thought was it's possible they just let you out and said, all right, take off. Then they set you a court date that you're not even going to know about and you're going to miss. Then they can issue a warrant. So you'll become somebody else's problem. <laughs> in a That would time. be a
1: bad move for them to
3: make. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the only thing I can we're think gonna,
0: We're going to cover this. Um, I, think tomorrow it's gonna be I, one I just want to make sure to that gets covered. And, all right, jumping you know, into so the background. Here we go. Get me full screen. Get out of here. Joey will interrupt. We'll wave if, 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 if I need to be interrupted here. Um. All right. So, on December 9th, I was visiting my father the day before his birthday, which is December 10th, at his home, homestead, in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And, uh, by the way, it was brutal cold. I had just driven south from Northport, washington which is north of spokane by the canadian border when my radiator started failing defective radiator three in a row covered by insurance again shout out to Auto- automotive 89 formerly doug's automotive on route 89 in chino valley and uh all the great folk who work there but uh i was it was it was biting cold in the pickup truck i had thelma and louise in the back curled up in blankets, made this brutal drive from Northport to Cheyenne in a day. And then I was with my dad for a day there. And then I drove uh, on the 9th to Arvada to pay my respects to Johnny Hurley, the hero of Arvada, and to see the site where the shooting happened. And one of the things that's being misreported about this is that it was an event or a rally. No, it was just, I I've always been... Friends and friendly with We Are Change Colorado, shout out to Luke Rudowski, founder of We Are Change, is an open source organization. And I think his is most uh, you know, important spin-off chapter um, that um, has been able to, to sustain itself is We Are Change Colorado. They've invited me to speak. I spoke with uh, one event years ago. It was awesome with Luke Rudowski on one side of me. And N A Poe, perfect here. You just hit some of the breakers. We're still good here. Solar electricity issues, off grid living, we're good. Um, so it's a bomb with uh, We Are Change Colorado. I've just always been friendly with them, and when the news of Johnny Hurley hit, it kind of brought the group back together, and I reconnected with their new Telegram groups, and you can find that We Are Change Colorado there's another one, with Friends of Johnny Hurley, and I was friends with Johnny. I mean, not like good friends. I'm not going to, you know, overplay it, but we were friends. We were friendly. We had an ongoing, you know, text conversation relationship. We had hung out in person a few times. Um, you know, as a respected uh, colleague. We, yeah. Computers were gone. Um, as, as a respected, oh, I should have had this one, a excuse me. As a, so as a respected service, sort of as a colleague and fellow actors, I was, I was really, t- you know, I was really hurt. I was really touched. Uh, here in the story of how he died. And if you don't know, look it up. But basically, there was a mass shooting happening, where the mass shooter would be mass shooter shot one cop and was going to go shoot more, but before he could, Johnny Hurley intervened and shot him. And then the cop showing up with mistaken identity. I
1: like shot what Johnny Free Hurley. Talk Live said so, about that. They said that'll teach you to help the
0: cop. Yeah. No. And I. I don't. I, I don't know if I entirely endorse that. Me you know, either, but I, get and, the sentiment. And I, I did have, I did have, you know, a, a humanizing of, you know, experience talking to a number of the sheriff deputies in Swatch County Jail. Anyway, we'll come back to that. So, this, I, I did not make it to any of the rallies for Johnny Hurley, but I wanted to kind of make up for it and at least, you know, connect personally and know the story and, 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 show my support for the activists there. So when I was going through town, I was like, at very least on my own, I'm going to make a pilgrimage to the spot. And I took a rock. I have a rock from the spot that I wrote hashtag hero Hurley on. So that's going to be in in my collection forever now. The rock from Old Town Plaza in Arvada, where Johnny Hurley went down. And uh, so I just, I just invited, um, let's see if I turn this off. I'm going to lose my light, but, I think I can bring it back. All right, so I'm just going to keep talking while I get my light back here. Um, so I was just there. I, I, so I, I just texted the group like a few days before. Hey, I'm coming through town. You know, I'd like to buy y'all dinner. And, you know, I, I want to go see the spot. And and our old friend, uh, Kenny Palerntano was there, which was which was very cool to be able to, to touch base with him. So I was then driving... Um and this is where I think for the for the liability oh obviously regarding um psilocybin, I need to be uh discreet, but I was driving through uh does this not turn on now? Is that power? Should. Hold on. Yeah, you know, why is that not hmm. technical difficulties? is my middle name, middle names. No, no, we're going to get this, dear. Why does mine not turn on?
1: Oh, but now you can see a little
0: bit better. All right, we're not here. Then then plug mine into yours if yours is proper. This will get us through the show. We're not They're in the studio, obviously. Phone,
2: dear. Not oh. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> wrong.
2: Quote.
0: Oh, operator error. Oops. I should have, do this like, well, I'm not talking. So now I push this button. And
2: we're
0: good. to Adjust this guy down a little bit. Terrible. Yeah. There we go. And the like brightness down. All right. This is really tense in my face. All right. So, um, I was driving. This is the le- first legally sensitive part of the story. Is I was driving from Arvada to, um, I'll just say somewhere in between Arvada and Center, or somewhere in that area of Colorado, where it put Center between. Me at home so i was driving with mushrooms i had just bought for uh, 150 dollars one ounce of mushrooms ground up and put in caps and at that you're you're, you're spending more on you know the processing really sure. than the mushrooms itself <laughs> and like i have grown here before i just didn't have any handy I didn't have the the equipment to put it into capsules. And it's not that big a deal. I mean, you grind it carefully, give them a little formula, put it in a tray, put the caps together. It's more tedious when you're doing small-scale capsuling. I know this because I've done it with supplements before, trying to get more efficient doing glutamine and creatine and stuff. But anyway, so I had this envelope, paid $150 for it. I had it just in the console in my truck. And I was driving through center with uh, no tags, but otherwise and this is, this is uh you know one of the things for me i've 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 really like always when, when i've been sort of in civil disobedience or asserting unusual rights asserting rights that aren't usually asserted in terms of you know driving privileges um or travel privileges or you know right to right to move right to movement privileges i've generally obeyed the speed limit and the, the safety standards and some people like Everything I do that's not like, fuck you to the man. Everybody's going, oh, Adam, you're a pussy, compromise, right? Well, yeah, do 12 days in solitary and you know, then we'll talk. I think I'm on solid ground here. To say that uh, it's, it's unfortunate that government exists in the first place. It's very unfortunate that government has taken over the infrastructure racket to the point of government roads are pretty much the only roads, ex- except, you know, uh, I mean, I live down private roads. As as I'm saying private roads don't exist or aren't very important, but obviously they're the minority of roads by by usage. So uh, the government has basically taken over. The roads racket is a tragedy, and the the licensing racket that they've imposed upon that is a criminal enterprise. And uh, It is unfortunate that they have become the arbiter of safety standards, like speed limits, but they have. And this is one where when it comes to safety, public consent, Unless there's a reason that it is unsafe to do something posted by government, my general policy is is, is compliance to the accepted safety standards. Just like, you know, not being civilly resistant or, or going limp on the side of the road, right? Um, so, like, when I drive, I, I speak, like, on private roads, I drive however the fuck I want. Um, and it's always like... <laughs> yes, he <laughs> does. Yes, he does.
1: Um, even, even if he's scaring the shit out of his
0: yeah, Yeah, and... and <laughs> The silver truck the f one fifty is is now officially the black pearl but we'll come we'll come back to that part of the story too kids i gotta I gotta keep going i gotta get going on the narrative we're like we're gonna we're, we're gonna be here all night <laughs> um so I was driving uh so I, I dial in in most places three or four miles over the speed limit or in really wide open places I'll dial in eight miles over the speed limit that's That's like my margin of fucking around with, you know, government safety. Like, no, I do not. I I believe, you know, 40,000 people a year die on American roads. I don't believe that. I know that. That's, That's a pretty consistent average. And government is responsible for creating a system that is not as safe as it could be. But there's no reason for us to do anything to put fellow citizens at risk and make it any more dangerous. Uh, Chase Nichols weighs in on that. Center cops are notorious Dixon. The judge throws away many of their charges. Valley local speaking. Wow. All right. We've got some Valley local. That means San Luis Valley. So County, Southwest Colorado in the house. Thank you for joining us, sir. Greatly appreciate that. Um, and, and, And so the background now that we're getting to the traffic stop. Swatch County, population 6,358, according to Wikipedia as of before the show. Tiny, tiny population for Colorado's seventh largest county by area. So very small population, very spread out. Center, being one of the larger towns, I think second to Swatch and one other, has a population of... Just under two thousand, and you'll see one of the, the, the. This is extremely relevant later on. I had no idea. I didn't before I got arrested in Swatch County. I couldn't have told it apart from a hole in the ground. Uh, it's beautiful country, except for the cold. I would not want to live. But like it's 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 not that far from here. I mean, what it's, in the summer? It's like awesome it's 10, it's ten hours. Northeast of here. It's the Vandals same southeast or southwest, you know, middle southwest corner of the country. Beautiful, great people, mostly rural community. Um, just one one big scale colder than than here where we are, even in the mountains in Ashford. Um, sitting by this wonderful wood-burning stove. It was warm all winter. But, like, coming back from that, it was biting cold. And again, I don't have heat in my truck, so I get pulled over, and cop comes up and says, "Excuse me, do you have a license plate?" I said, "No," and he said, yeah.
2: do
0: you have? <laughs> it, well, like did it fall off or oh okay, I don't okay. know, you know, it got okay. yeah, or something, something like that, right?" And this this actually gets us to our first government document in this case, the affidavit of probable cause for a warrantless arrest which is sort of like a preliminary police report just to justify the the detention essentially right that they they're taking you into custody um, and then he said I think do you, do you have a license and I said no and I might have misheard him I don't I can't remember a hundred percent we're gonna get the tapes at some point I assume if we care to pursue it that way um, I'm at least gonna collect my Discovery and get all the documentation and the body cam footage. I think he's wearing a body cam and it was, uh, anyway. But what I what I remember hearing him say was, "Do you have a license plate for this vehicle?" Something to that effect. I said, "No." Well, first he, he says, can, "You know, I roll the window down halfway because I got Thelma and Louise in the back." He says, "What's going on?" I said, "Excuse me, I'm sorry. I can only roll the window down halfway because I got these dogs. I don't want them to jump out at you."
1: You didn't have to make that explanation. Right. That. <laughs>
0: right. But I opened I the crackle. window full halfway. <laughs> Right.
1: Every time I crack my, I should get
0: in that hat. But there's something I like, maybe. Not just being like, daddy talk what? That. You know, like, as a woman being defensive, though, it, it it's let it, it means something different than a dude um, cracking the window on being. Anyway, I you'll see why it's relevant, though, because they use it as justification. It's my erratic behavior. Okay. But as I recall, after that, he he asks, "Do you have plates? No. Do you have a driver's license? I said no. But here's my VA ID." My birth date is February 1st, 1982. He tried to say, no, I'm not giving this to you. You can see, you can see my government photo ID. You can look me up. I'm not hiding my identity. You can look up the VIN if you need to and see this in the system. This vehicle is, it's not registered, but it, it's ownership. The title is in my name from the private party sale because the people I bought it from filed the paperwork. I did not file any paperwork with it, uh, but they did. So in the system, the VIN is associated with my name. So I'm, I'm not contesting those things at all, right? And so he goes back. And so anyway, it says, Affiant Christian Guadrama being first duly sworn upon oath states that he has reason to believe that Adam Charles Skogish, date of birth, DOB 21 1982 and there's like so many typos, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna make him sound a lot smarter than he is. Um, Adam Charles Skogish has committed the crimes of CRS 18-18-405, parentheses B, parentheses A, Unlawful distribution, manufacturing, dispensing, or sale DF2, and that's something felony to um, CRS 42 3 202, driving without license plates in Colorado. CRS 42 4 1409, driving without insurance in Colorado. And his reason for this belief states as follows. And I don't think he asked me about insurance. I don't think he even came up. I was like, because a lot of places they don't. Like it's just out of their SOP. To check I, out your insurance. I, I actually—I've
1: never been asked for insurance outside of the. Road. I
0: actually plan to get insurance for it when I when I because I'm, I'm going to invest in this truck now. You all we'll we we'll come back to how it how it has now earned the title of the Black Pearl, uh, that truck which is nine and uncatchable.
1: Uh, John White <laughs> wants to know if Gardenia is haunted because the Black Pearl is ghost.
0: Mm, maybe. Yeah, probably. Probably. Okay. Um, so, Affiant states that Christian Guadarama is and was at the times relevant here to employ as a police officer for the Center of Colorado Police Department. Affian further states that all incidents described here and occurred within the county of Sawatch and state of Colorado. Affian states that there is probable cause for a warrantless arrest for Adam Charles Kokesh, DOB 282, for the crimes. And he goes and lists them again and says, Probable cause on December 10th, 2021, at approximately 1151 hours. I, Officer Christian Guadarrama, was on duty working for the Center Police Department within the town of Center, County of Sawatch, and State of Colorado. While driving eastbound on Highway 112 near Broadway, I noticed a gray Ford F 150 heading westbound on Highway 112. So far, so good. I noticed the truck did not have a front plate attached as it passed me. Really? Country roads? Cops are noticed because is Colorado a two plate state? Yes. Is there front and back? It is. So he that's all right. Possibility, fair <laughs> enough, right? But I also okay. noticed that it did not have a rear plate. I turned around and turned my emergency lights on and initiated a traffic stop with that Ford F one hundred and fifty just west of Mustin Lane on Highway one twelve. Upon contact on the passenger door, the mail party only rolled his window halfway and instantly said he could not go lower because he had two dogs in the back seat. So far, so good. Okay. I asked why he did not have any license plates, and he replied with no, which makes me sound like an idiot, like I'm playing some work game. I was like, no, I thought he said, do you have plates? I said, no. (laughs) (laughs) I asked for his driver's license, and he said he did not have one. So actually, you know, here it's interesting on this. Again, he he doesn't actually say that he asked for insurance. Oh, my God, I just realized that. I got him on one.
1: Uh, again here it says this happened to me i was arrested and charged for driving without insurance when i actually did have it he i guess
0: the cop never asked for it so this is maybe this is just a new this is this is one of the like lingering cop dick moves of like upcharging shit like any traffic stop if they didn't end up like proactively being handed insurance and it was undeniable they'll just "Eh, assume he didn't have it because he didn't present it kind of thing maybe that's all it was
1: and it gets thrown away Um, anyway
0: and it's just a petty up, but like this is one of the things I want to end. Like yeah, it's is, is a major, major like we'll come back to this, like in terms of the goals, the impact, and, and the next play for me in this and, and in terms of lawsuits and the, the, the black spot letter that we're we're considering. The black spot. Um yeah, we'll call it the black spot letter. Captain Freebird's black spot letter to so County. Yeah. So um but the idea, I mean, we, of unreasonable violation the fourth amendment you know search and seizure uh comes into play here but yeah so anyway this is this is where it gets interesting though um i asked for his driver's license and he said he did not have one. he proceeded to show me a veterans affairs id card with photo id and his name the name on the card red Kokesh, adam Charles, He gave me his date of birth i advised that i would return a few minutes once in my vehicle i advised communications for the mail party through ncic slash ccic which is a national criminal database that would have the warrants and what's interesting about that is that in the past few years since my Colorado case, or my, my Wise County case was resolved with the plea deal, which Texas. was like, Wise County, Texas. Texas, yes. Um. Like, every time I've had an interaction with police, they would be like, you have warrants, and, and they like, like, scolded me, like, you have warrants in Texas, but they're not as reliable. I'm like, I know, so leave me alone, don't mention. But whatever, <laughs> thanks. Uh, but but I this last Texas time, yeah, so apparently they fixed their shit, because they were, well, there are two they, possible, they, there's a separate legitimate warrant I might have Because this is a dumb story. I got an open container ticket.
1: I called Wise County and I caught a bondsman. The bondsman did a whole state search.
0: You have nothing. They're not so close. So, my my open container traffic violation in Texas probably had a a, a bench warrant at some point for failure to appear. But at some point in COVID, they just wiped that shit off the record like they did with my license suspension. So, this time I got pulled over was the third time on this trip. The first one was in, yeah. We can, they, they can't stop Work, me driving. License. I thought oh, so it was cool. I was only driving without a so license lame. for like a few months because apparently, well, I got pulled over in Flagstaff and I got the warning that I wrote my speech notes on for then my Utah LP 50 anniversary. So that was my oh, my trip speech, was by Utah. Yeah, go watch it. It's called gonna, How and to Why to be a Pirate. Week, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's let's drop some of that next week.
0: Well, maybe maybe it would be a fun model for next week's show as like a singular easy themed show. Is that we we play the speech and pause it and extrapolate on on because it, it was it was was incredible. It was an hour long and we could make hours. it like three. Oh yeah, the speech itself was well, forty five ish. They told me anyway. But yeah, we can we can cut out anyway. That'll be fun for next week. But how and why to be a how how and why to be a fucking pirate are full title of the speech have to get back to so, christian
1: cruel spark on odyssey says oh christian how are you rethinking that day and yeah right yeah, the
2: not the not not, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so we uh well i got pulled over in Flagstaff on the way there and the the officer did not mention any warrants we're assuming he ran me in the system enough to find out that my license has been reinstated as of September because there were too fucking many suspended licenses in the state of Arizona. They just were like, all right, we have to forgive all this.
1: Also a win for team people.
0: So, yeah, that's what I get for not paying tickets for, like, two years of bullshit infractions in Arizona. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my license back, all clear. Um, So I thought, like, my liability was pretty low here and all of this. But anyway, um, after a few minutes, communications advised that he had three outstanding warrants out of Wise County Sheriff's Office in Texas for dangerous drugs. Okay, so this is interesting. So it wasn't the open container. Suppose it was three, all in Wise County. And their failure to appear on the bullshit lingering misdemeanor cannabis charge that apparently they just finally got around to fixing in the system. I didn't even have to bug them. I was going to bug them and ask because they owe me a wooden uh, By the stash way, getting away
1: box. with a cannabis charge in Texas in and of itself is absolutely supernatural. I have friends. That have good like have warrants
0: going back years. for yeah, Like you forget, I and had ramp. had mushrooms and cocaine on me also. You did,
1: you did. You're so you're
0: a superhero, that's yeah. a dude. Yeah, did. well that so that was a great victory, but it wasn't really precedent establishing. And I I kind of wish I had played it more, but it was harder being out actually. So what happened to the? Just summing this up, Texas, I was facing four felonies and a misdemeanor, and Ended up taking a plea after filing a motion to dismiss on religious grounds, and because of that, they said, Okay, we don't want to fight you, let's make you the easiest plea possible. And it was basically a year unsupervised provision. I had to give them like $200 to start, and then I just blew off all the other payments. You know, fuck you. They never sent me my, they were supposed to send me everything that was confiscated that wasn't drugs, and they didn't. It's a really nice burned wood art stash box you that fans get that. sent me. I wonder if it's been destroyed or someone just took it. It might still be sitting in an There has to be there has to I be a stand. statute
1: but, on how long they hold on to evidence. So, but now
0: if we've confirmed now that the warrants aren't actually there, yeah, now I feel more comfortable. Like I've I've kind of a there's a lot of reasons to avoid Texas. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I've kind of avoided like going and visiting Quinn in Garden of Eden, like then if feel comfortable, driving because he's, he's the heart of the Dallas. In there. He's yeah,
4: like
0: he's, between Dallas and Fort Worth. You gotta basically. go through Texas. To that's that's I think you gotta go through Wise County, but now like i as well go see if they got my stash box. I have enough afraid... tags.
1: So, you know. You I mean, Texas card.
0: probably is less dickheaded about vehicle well, stuff in general. Anytime I
1: have to travel, I, I avoid Texas. And, and this is with a license, mm-hmm. with tags, with registration, right, right. with everything in order. I don't know. I don't All know right.
0: Texas. Back to the story uh, Three you outstanding don't... warrants for dangerous drugs. I asked if they would be willing to extradite communications advice that Texas would extradite. Every time this has been mentioned to me, it's a, the warrants. Like if, if warrants are too petty, like you can have a bench warrant for failure to appear for a traffic citation. And it means that if you get pulled over, p- cops just going to be like, dude, we got to reschedule this court date, you know, or they'll hold you overnight and be like, well, you missed it. So we're going to hold you overnight. You're going to go to the judge in the morning. You know, like that's what that means. So the idea of them extraditing for this, too, it must have been some fuck-up or deliberate fuck-up. So I asked communication to notify Sergeant Fresquez and Reserve Officer Adam Fresquez, and if possible, bring canine kits due to Adam's unusual and erratic behavior. And this is where, like, nah, show me the tapes. I was cool, calm, collected. I, that was everybody's like the first thing. Everybody starts like, laughing. Not, like, 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 Google
1: Adam Kokesh interactions with police.
0: Like, No. No.
1: No. Absolutely not. Unless by erratic they mean exercising your rights, and cops hate that shit. So maybe that seems erratic to them.
0: Who knows? Well, apparently part of this was the sovereign citizen. They, they've been they they've been hyper educated to the point of being deliberately fearful of anybody who whiffs of sovereign citizen. And they thought that, that that's that what I was doing. Um, and I made that clear later. I also requested for. Do- Unit was demonstrating indicators of being a sovereign citizen, a group known for confrontation and violence against police officers. After a few minutes, Reserve Officer Adam Fresca showed up, and we were able to place Adam in the backseat of my patrol vehicle. Reserve Officer Adam Fresco said, Canine Kit, do a, I believe that's his name, Kit, like it's capital K, Canine Kit, yeah. do a sniff search on the vehicle.
1: That's name. Canine,
0: <laughs> okay. yeah. Canine okay. Kit alerted immediately Poor in Kit. the area of the front driver fender and driver door during that time. Rio Grande deputy and two Swatch County deputies arrived. The Swatch deputy was able to transport Adam to the Swatch County jail. I mean, even like here, they've got half a dozen cops just patrolling nothing better to do between two counties and the center. Anyway, Um, Swatch deputy was able to transport Adam to the Swatch County jail. While conducting our search in the middle console, we found a six-by-four-inch sealed bag containing small clear capsules. That would be this one. Filled with a green substance. Right. And like it was. It was yeah. It's like brown green powder.
1: Substance. Yeah. It's like yeah. It's like off-white, brownish. Yeah. So
0: I. Uh, what? I don't know what they're down, talking about. Man. Yeah. Anyway, might have been
1: Educated on this stuff, and they're enforcing it.
0: Two white containers filled with silver coins with a receipt amounting to one thousand forty dollars. We turn off something else. I don't know. We can turn off everything now. Oh. We don't need. Yeah, all the breakers. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I had just bought this silver, and and I, I think they were looking for an excuse to like to take it or for a shakedown, and they didn't get it, you know. Um, but I had the receipt, and it's my own little sort of dorky receipt saving instinct. I had the receipt folded up on top of one of the rolls of coins. I, I watched it them.
1: For, they would said it's, and drug, it's money. drug money. Yes. Right. And then you don't get it back.
0: But they can say, they can, they can, I had the proof there right that it on it right. that at least the last transaction by which I acquired it was I bought it at a coin shop in Cheyenne, it's Wyoming. Oh, it's my not dad. some drug exchange. There's no I way. didn't get it for drugs. That was, that was at least, I mean, I could have gotten drug cash.
1: Uh, they still
0: whatever, could have taken it, like, charged you with it, and tried to get you to fight But I think, I, mean, that, I think that protected me a little bit. Anyway. Uh, the receipt showed that the coins were bought, Twelve, ten, twenty-one. The substance is consistent with ground-up psychedelic mushrooms that the CPD have been encountering. Ace Towing had been contacted to tow the vehicle. Sergeant Fresca's and the tow company arrived shortly after. We were able to get a hold of Tony Garcia, the manager of Center School's bus garage, and asked if we could borrow a shop for a search. Tony gave consent to use the space while conducting a more thorough search of the bus garage communications. Advised that Wise County called and we're denying the extradition on Adam's warrants. And, and so this is this kind of gets interesting because now we're going to get back to my side of this. And, and since we there's a little bit left here, Sergeant Aaron Frescas, Reserve Officer Adam Frescas, and myself searched the vehicle and put all of Adam's belongings back in the vehicle. And the vehicle is released a soin. Funny thing is, I saw them coming out of the vehicle fucking with my silver coins fucking with the mushrooms pouch and fucking with my vitamins tray. And that's still missing. And we went there. We'll come back. We went there and they wouldn't, they, they didn't know where it was. So no, they did not put all my shit back. I guess they were afraid that one of the, in, in, in my vitamins, I had capsules that were looked like ground up herbs. Also, they could have been ground up mushrooms. I were to take all test all this, but then they should have gave him back. Uh, maybe they were afraid to. They they just effectively destroyed it and mixed up the vitamins, so they're all useless. And I was like, I still want my fucking tray back. Things like twenty bucks. Anyway.
1: Um. You love your trays.
0: Yeah. Sergeant Aaron Fresca's reserve officer Adam Fresca's myself searched the vehicle and put all of Adam's belongings in Uh vehicle was released to Ace Towing after researching the capsules. It was found to be psilocybin, magic mushrooms. There was 302 capsules, which equaled 46 grams. And and that's actually fair. I think they separated them from the envelope to weigh them. They weighed the capsules, too. So, like, the weight of the, the mushrooms in the caps, like, increased by 50% by the weight of the gel caps. They weren't. So, whatever. Um, Adam Kokush is being charged with unlawful distribution, manufacture, dispensing, or sale of 46 grams of a Schedule one substance. Still, silent by knowingly possessing the substance in individually packed capsules with intent to distribute, manufacture, dispense, or sale the substance in the amount that is greater than 14 grams. Less than 225. And and actually the, the idea was that um you take an ounce of mushrooms, just an ounce, and you put it into thirty caps. That's like it's it's one a day for a year with two months off or something, right? Um, that you do for five months on and then a month off. If, if there's that a much, does, it's just
1: like RSO. There's yeah, not, you don't just do it every day. There's a it's just, it's up and down right. well, formula, right? Well there's but there's, a, the there's a, a there's
0: a there's a there's a bunch of different ways. And like what I've I mean I've done I've never done that thoughtful regimen of dosing a microdosing. I've just done low doses. I've done I sub-experiential. I've
1: never low yeah, my right. psychedelics. Well, I go. I go to do harder. chainsaw work. Yeah, I'll do like yeah. one cap yeah.
0: where I'm too. just feeling it, sure. and and that's actually a different. I mean, there, there are a variety of sort of sweet spots of the applications of psilocybin that we have yet to really fully understand. Yeah, one is very low dose microdosing where it's consistent and it's, and and maybe every maybe ever eventually everybody's just gonna take psilocybin like this like for it. brain health because it regenerates neural connections and it's like everybody's better with that adjustment and it's like taking a multivitamin. Don't I like, don't know that the yeah. I, I don't believe to my to my knowledge the research has not been done on that sort of simple very, it, very low it is, dose it is but it,
1: then it, it Johns Hopkins in, in, in
0: Baltimore so that's a matter of fact. That would be minimal dose, not just sub threshold, but sort of minimal dose to be noticed or to, to have to possibly have an impact, right? Then there's just all the way up to sub noticing doses, right? And some people with migraines have had incredible experiences. And we talked about this on Twitter from with someone who responded with this exact experience that doing that dose for like a month, like a couple times a year, means they never have migraines. I might be getting the timing whatever wrong but there's something in that realm as well for me i've done that didn't really notice it and just kind of exploring where my threshold of noticing it is and then what i've done is not quite microdose just really low dose to go do field work here you know for me chainsaws with an electric so it's inherently way safer than a gas engine but i was i felt I, i i was able to experiment in that range and have like complete motor control and complete physical presence and absolute confidence, uh, working with a chainsaw, you know? Um, so anyway, and then there's all the way up to, you know, therapeutic doses and then mega doses and heroic doses and who knows, but it's like, I, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, I'm pretty sure it's impossible to kill yourself
2: um, I
1: with mushrooms. kind of like there's... weed,
0: right? Like you really can't,
1: I think there's been stories of people having bad trips and doing bad I mean, things. But yeah, and that's because they're just cells. partying,
0: like, being stupid. Right. If enough people do it, eventually but, but someone's there's... gonna do mushrooms and walk off a building. Right. Yeah, it's probably they were drunk, drunk too. They can't affect your but body to the. They don't point really do, closer. yeah. No. and they don't really put you out of your physical presence, even as dangerously as alcohol. Does. No,
1: not at all. So even in,
0: even at mega mega dose levels. I mean, no, nah, it just no. It's, they, I, they, I, they, I don't they, want to say decisively because again, I don't think. We have yet Everybody's not the complete same. practical people understanding. people that
1: can, brush yeah. like, a case of beer a day, and you don't even know they're drinking. Of course. Like, their system's totally used to
0: it. Of so course. there's that. So back to the story. So I get into the back of this. Uh, they, they move me into the back of a different squad car. This is uh, with Sergeant Brubaker now of the uh, of Swash County. He drives me, I think, 30-ish minutes north to Sawatch, the Swash County Jail, and... I tell him right before we get there, Hey man, like, I'm not going to cooperate. anymore. You want me in that jail? You're going to have to carry me. So we got the other jailer and they're both big fat dudes. And I mean, so many interesting conversations. I'm going to try to skip a lot of the texture of this just so I can kind of get through the chronological narrative of, of the rest of it. Cause now we're getting to the strategy. Okay. So they carried me in, they sat me down on a metal bench, handcuffed me to a horseshoe welded to the bench. Um, I basically told them I'm not gonna cooperate with anything. I didn't say I would physically resist. Um, and in in other situations, I've had them like in, in New Orleans, uh, I don't think they fingerprinted me. In Virginia they did, they picked up my hand and fingerprinted me um, without my help. Um, in New Orleans, they picked me up and then stripped my clothes off and then put oranges on me. And I let them do that. In this case, I was like, I'm not even going to let you guys do that. And so I physically resisted when they tried to move me from the bench until they threatened into pepper spray me. And then I released. And that was when my arm got fucked up, actually. And I did think, ah, 50-50 chance it's fractured. And it was just really because they were lifting me up and I was holding onto the bench. Uh, before that, at one point, they, uh, I asked to go pee and they uncuffed me and I walked to the bathroom. And then I started talking to Sergeant Brubaker and I was putting him on the spot. And I remember one point in the conversation being like, dude you're not even in charge of this conversation, man. And he said, all right, you need to get back to the bench. And I just sat down on the floor of the bathroom and made them pick me up and put me back on the bench. And then while I was there, the other deputy was Deputy Salazar. And he ended up being uh, a really good dude. And, and, and I, I wanted to put him on the spot. I was feeling kind of like a dickhead, but it was just, I'm going to get everybody's attention. And I was like, why are you fat? And I asked both of them. And and Baker was avoidant, but Salazar went right to like six questions in a row. Well, why that? It was because I was depressed, you know. And um, I'm not going to reveal anything more personal than that because Salazar had just this beautiful example of a genuine dude being like, "Yeah, I can be open about that. I'm fat. You know, like, well, I mean, like, I eat too much. Because I was depressed." And we you know, obviously there's a there's a lot more to it than that. But it was a really powerful conversation. He ended up looking me up on Wikipedia while I was sitting there before they came to move me. But at one point, while I was sitting there. Another deputy came in and said, "Hey, they've decided that they're not going to extradite you to Texas." And I was like, "See? I told you. It's not I've been telling you this whole fucking time. I was just angry." You know, like, just cuz I, I thought that was like assertive I, angry I, like was was the was it was conscious as the right presentation for me to be like, "No, these these are non-extraditable warrants. Look at look it up again. No I guarantee you. You need to let me out." That's intimidation.
1: Like, That's all that is an intimidation tactic. The average person on the side of the road who's not as aware of his rights as you are, as soon as they're like, you've got warrants, their heart's going to sink, they're going to be terrified. They're going to decline, submit out of fear.
0: So the next part, though, was, and the officer from center is going to come write you a ticket so you can be released. What? Ten minutes later, never mind, you're going to go to court Monday. And I said, "Okay, well, however you want." So they ended up saying, "All right, we have to move you off this bench to a holding cell at least for now. You can't, you can't sit here. You might open in a window, dear. It's getting—I mean, I have to be sitting next to the stove, but I I overloaded it earlier. Um, Yeah, we we could turn it down a bit, and we'll come back up later (laughs) when we put some more air on that fire. Oh, we got all choked off right now. The stove full of logs. So they picked me up." almost Superman style. And now it was five or six deputies in the room. And while three or four, four of them had me suspended, you know, by the arms and legs, another one came and took my belt off and my boots. And then they dropped me face down in the solitary confinement cell where I was going to spend the next 99.5 plus percent of the next 12 days. So in the six by nine cell, um that was they they handed me this the uh affidavit for probable cause for warrantless arrest it Was like ha here said this is this is our justification this is this is why we got you here um and so they, they there was a tv on down the hall in another cell with with four dudes and it was really obnoxiously loud i kept saying just turn down the tv fuckers like this is crazy it was like louder in my cell than i would watch tv
1: yeah fun story about adam kokesh he hates tv
0: I hate well, it's not just that i hate it like with a with a burning, it's stressful. burning passion um but no i reckon like what are commercials what are, what are like psychologically what are they to you like what is the experience it's 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 a you know corrupt corporate organization selling you something by insulting your intelligence and, and trying to drill ADHD. like drill stuff into your head by repetition like, I, I, I support sponsors. Like, I was listening to Free Talk Live for their coverage of this. Like, I like listening to their ads. I'll yep. complain that it's repetitive, but it's like selling righteous stuff. Sure. I'm thinking, like, we can do that. But, like, I had to hear Liberty, 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 like a hundred oh, fucking that's times. That's what the girls
1: sang in, when I was at summer camp. That's terrible. You had to pick that one.
0: <laughs> the, the Liberty Mutual jingle.
1: Literally, that's, that's what all the yeah. girls in my block sang. And it, I cannot listen to that commercial.
0: Yeah, it's like Like they harmonized, they stopped
1: what they were doing and sang a Liberty Mutual commercial that came on 20 times a day.
0: So, the first night there, I was like, If you guys are gonna fuck with me, I'm gonna fuck with you. And so, I just mad yard talk shit because you know, my experience in general population jail isn't that much, but uh, TX or TK on YouTube, ADV2, brainwashing propaganda. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I followed the advice on your first day in general population, when you get to jail or prison, you find the biggest dude you can and you kick his ass. And then everybody knows you're the toughest guy there and they shouldn't fuck with you. That's not a thing in girl jail. It's not. No, well, it's a thing in boy jail. But this time I didn't have to physically kick anybody's ass. Cause I was physically separated, but I was like, you're going to fuck with my, with my head during the day. I'm going to take your sleep. Mm-hmm. That's that's the deal. That and that was a two-day fight because the first day I went half the night. I was just it was on a metal bunk and I had to situate my body to like make the most volume, most of it. this was the dancing on the bunk bars. I'd like, get up and like dance naked and like stomp on the steel jail bunk like to make record, really it? fucking loud and I would talk shit about watching TV. I would talk shit about those guys being loser, Olympic faggots, like it was just just jail yard you know, drill instructor shit talking and like getting in their heads too you know and ha- the reason it went half the night the first time is one of the dudes and when i was taking a break apologized he's like i'm sorry for calling you pussy i said okay i'll stop and then the next day they had the volume i was like motherfuckers and i went i didn't have any books i didn't have any papers except these two sheets of paper and i literally stayed up all night, going boom, boom, boom 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 TV is full of losers. I just didn't let them sleep all night. And it was like that's how I tried. so that's the only thing I had. So I kicked their asses and I made I made, you know, one night and a half miserable for the guards or at least annoying. Although they're kind of like separated from that volume. But um then after that they switched the girls out to that cell. So they're like, he's not gonna and the girls played mostly music, so it wasn't that bad. They and then music. they gave me and then they gave me earplugs. I uh well like I think music TV channels okay. what they were they were doing uh but they gave me earplugs so I could at least put that in but then when the guys had the volume up like full blast I could still hear most of it and and I honestly had an anxiety attack uh they played some World War II movie and I had I was saying to myself this is all right I'm gonna meditate until something else happens like that was where I was at with this whole thing like I'm gonna sit here and meditate like. As long as it takes because like I don't have any books, I don't have any papers, they're not giving me shit, you know, and I'm just going to, like, zen out, but then I'm sitting there, like, listening to war movies. Anyway, so then Saturday morning, or Saturday afternoon, I think it was, uh, and, and this is where, well, I guess we should talk talking about making the thing actual with Joey and what happened on the outside, because I did a Facebook Live video and it shit out after six seconds, and I feel clumsy I shouldn't have used Facebook. Um, I don't know why. It was probably a signal issue, but it got six seconds, and Joey knew that I was getting pulled over, and then since I wasn't responding, I was probably under arrest. And she went into action at that point. Um, Yeah. And as soon as they they, they have a system there of automatic bond, which is, this really pissed. This is one of those things, kind of like with Wise County, Texas, where I'm like, no, fuck you. That's that's a I ransom game. Like, that's no, like, this is yeah. shake no, this is a shakedown racket. Like, you're not evaluating oh. whether or not I'm a threat or a flight risk. It's just here's the price tag on your freedom based on our, our fucking formula. Fuck you. So it's ten thousand dollars. It would have been fifteen hundred dollars for the bondsman. And I part of me didn't want to take it inherently because like I want to tell the bondsman, like, because if I take this, I might not come back like I did in Wise. you're gonna have to tangle with them. And like, I'm I don't. I'm not recognizing their authority right now i'm not just i'm not playing that game so i might be a liability for you this is <laughs> it, it got really interesting though because he they, they started breaking all the jail rules and they let they let joe oh i wish i could remember his name on the top of my head joe from neighbor i have his number he didn't write his last name down he's a neighboring county libertarian party officer not even the fucking chair and they let him come into the back area with my cell door open and him standing right there, it was and it was just because
1: Travis came to pick you up. Okay. So, so yeah, so to go back, yeah. uh, when
0: we started
1: to answer, when we Here's sprung into dogs, action, yeah. uh, your bail money was raised in hours, and everybody was ready, and and mostly because we heard you were injured, and everyone knows the lack of medical attention yeah. one generally receives. Speaking of which, we still we'll to, to X ray that, that on.
3: But no, no, um, no, no, no. Joe
1: reached out right away on Facebook and was like, "Hey, I'm here. I got him. What do you need?" And and he wasn't the only one. Hey, there were people willing to come drive two hours, three yeah, hours to no. take care of it.
0: Um, and we got and, and it. was huge. And before we get back to my narrative with the bond, tell a story about Thelma and Louise, please.
1: Oh gosh. So I hear about Thelma and Louise Saturday morning. I got a phone call uh, from a woman named Stevie. Uh, from the Monte Vista Animal Shelter, she's like, it's it's uh it's okay. They're they're doing great. They're they're housed in the same cage. They're eating. I'm like, cool. So we can can we send somebody to pick them up today? No, we're not open till Tuesday. And it it in my heart. So I'm like, you're not open till Tuesday. Like, I I get we're not open Sunday but not even in the. you're industry. taking
0: care of animals you're taking care of animals. How, what they yeah, do yourself, not what day do they take care of themselves
1: you make yourself available is
0: that, is that you schedule them be like hey guys I, we're
1: gonna terrible. put the,
0: we're gonna put the dogs in charge of the cats in charge of them the rats uh, and and the horses will will answer the phone
1: so it, almost instantly um nancy and david who are two kind of locals they live in Creston, uh, reached out and said we'll get the dogs and you know let me know what we need to do so took care of all that. I think it was 40 bucks. She said she would come in on Monday to spring them, uh, you know, as a goodwill service to us and all, you know, just to be polite. She let her dogs out. So David and Nancy picked them up and texted me instantly to tell me that they were being housed in the same cage, being fed well in sub zero Colorado weather. And it got down to seven degrees outside, outside and just your, you know, dog-run chicken wire fence outside. Uh So they did have a little frostbite on their ears. They got little, like, boxer lumps Yeah. Yes, at the bottom of their ears. I, I and mean, I think
0: we got them just in time. But I like, just in
1: time. They would have this, died. They would have froze to death. That's the start it's, of
0: animal neglect, cruelty, abuse. And right. this
1: is an animal shelter. These are the people running commercials. If they're cold, or if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. But meanwhile, they're housing animals outside. I was honestly kind of I wasn't relieved but out of everywhere in the country I could think for the dogs to be doing time I figured Colorado is <laughs> the best place right Colorado is super, water, super dog, dog, friendly. dog friendly you no, don't even need a service vest yeah. your dogs welcome everywhere it's Colorado's great for dogs uh, but this this one place and I I want to dig deeper into that if there's any animal rights activists out there Listening. Well, hold on, I, I, I got, I, That's terrible. There's got to be a yeah, no law against but, that. well, well right. I
0: got to inject a note of caution here because the, the, the one of the again population of so, the whole county, tiny, six thousand three hundred and fifty-four, mm-hmm. something like that. Like that, they have an animal shelter at all that's capable of semi-stable. Nah, work.
1: it's ranch territory the out is, there. If there's you're, horse farms. They're not the people. Know.
0: They're not the people putting out the commercials. That's for sure. But if, the point is, the policy, and we're going to come back to this when we talk about the the black spot letter, right? The policy needs to be responsible handling of animals the same way you are for people. And if you you can't
1: responsibly handle them, and this person's been committed a nonviolent crime and no victims are around, you should just let them go with their dogs. That's a... I don't see why that's something. That's
0: well, then everybody will do what Adam does and travel and with dogs so dog he doesn't get arrested. Dog. Yeah. Everybody will learn how to make ourselves more trouble than we're worth.
1: So cruel and unusual punishment to the veteran that came this. for PTSD and cruel and unusual punishment to his dog. That's what you're paying for when you pay taxes.
0: So then they came to me with this bond oh. offer. There's Jennifer
1: Coop. I'm a chair yeah. of or OP Colorado Chafee County and went down there. And yes, Jen was right on top of it too. I've got a list Amen. to thank at the end of the show. Don't let this broadcast go yeah. before I go down this list. please.
0: Okay. we got to keep moving to make sure we get you through do. all this and, and have time for comments and stuff. So anyway, th- th- this was the first part that was hard of like standing my ground. And I'm gonna take. I'm, this is where I'm gonna take take the musical break for to, to hear uh, the song from the Real Mackenzies. My heart is filled with music.
1: Oh, we're gonna get banned on YouTube. Um, oh, we are banned on YouTube.
0: Well mm-hmm. Um, or my head is filled with music. <laughs> the chorus is. Uh. My head is so I, you. you You'll hear the song, but I need to get the background of it. Because in European militaries, they often had musical accompaniment prior to long-range weaponry, right? And for the Scottish, it was bagpipes. Uh, Lex or Los on YouTube, this seems like a broadcast from a dystopian future. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's not my fault. I mean, we talk about COVID too. Um, but yeah. Uh, COVID's still raging. Uh, not so much here though. They, like, that was they, an interesting are, thing. Is they were very much the COVID. The, so inside. I mentioned being threatened with it. It was an offhand remark. It was worth noting. It was legitimate, but it wasn't. I I, I wasn't really afraid. I was more afraid of getting McAfeed than force injected.
1: That's what I think everybody else was too. Yeah.
0: To be really honest. Um, and thank you to the Free Thought Project for for pointing that out. So anyway, back to World War II. D-Day, 1964. 1944, 1964 is Mario Savio. We'll come back to him. D-Day 1944, Billy Millen is Lord Lovett, uh, his commander's personal piper for a Scottish military regiment that is landing on the beach at Normandy on D-Day. And this is the true history. You can look up Bill Millen B-I-L-L-M-I-L-L-E-N, Bill Millen. He's got a great Wikipedia page that tells the basics of the story. His commander ordered him to take the lead on the D-Day landing, playing his bagpipes. And he said, sir, I'm not supposed to do that. And he said, well, that's British war regulations. We're Scottish, so it doesn't apply to us. Get the fuck out there. And he did. And the Germans who were captured later, who were snipers, said that they saw him and they had their sights on him and they didn't shoot him because they thought he was insane. That's the only thing that saved Hmm. his life. And they kept going. I mean, you know, D-Day went for for the Allies. They won, right? You remember that part from History, right? They taught you that. So they took the beach. And then they had to meet at a bridge and cross a bridge to go and take a town. And this commander told Bill Millen, again, you're going to lead the march across the bridge. And this is into enemy territory. With your bagpipes. With your fucking bagpipes. And the so after this first... first
1: well, that guy's got balls of steel to eat and do it, right?
0: After this first regiment, like it's the pistol? first... No, he has a sword. He has a traditional Scottish, like the knife, you know, like the big knife thing, like the machete. Wow. Oh, there's a proper Scottish name for it, you know, the traditional bagpipe accompaniment and regalia. Gallia. Um, so, no, that's all he's got. After this first march across the bridge, all the other squads that went across, like, leapfrogged and zigzagged and, like, gorilla crawled across the bridge. The first one, he led playing the bagpipes, and they fucking marched across. And while they were marching across, 12 dudes got shot in the head. By snipers. Out of? In like a platoon. Like uh, like 100. maybe a hundred or so. I don't know. Platoon's less than that. But like dudes marching across a bridge. In the time it took him to walk across the bridge playing the bagpipes, following him in formation, 12 dudes got shot in the head. Okay? Perspective here.
1: But not the bagpipes.
0: But not the bagman because they thought he was fucking crazy.
1: Well, I think there's some there's something ingrained in our DNA where I, music music is precious to humans, even who don't admit that it's precious to them.
0: So I've been jamming out to that song. Joey knows, but like on the road on this trip, I was studying the lyrics and it started making me cry. I was just like screaming along because it was, it's the best of humanity serving the worst of humanity. Yeah. And in a way, with that song in my head going into this episode, going into this arrest, was this? Bill Keen on Facebook, glad to see you're out. Fuck the man, thank you. Oh, Uh, Facebook, Jeffy, thank goodness you're out. Yeah. So with this song in my head, I was thinking, like, well, when you get those orders, if you believe in that, you just you don't fucking look off the edge of the cliff, you just you just play your pipes and march. And I I thought like for myself, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to heed the call to principle, not orders, but like what, you know, what is it for me? And, and from the very, you know, from when they dropped me in that cell, it was, I'm going to do the right thing all the way through. I'm going to follow principle all the way through. And I'm not going to give a fucking inch. And, and I had this song playing in my head so Jim give me a give me a three minute break here
1: just got me my feels that's No, because it did that to your speech. Is
2: the
0: audience saying it's fucked up or something, right? They'll tell you right away.
2: My name is Billy Miller. I'm the North On this
4: episode. South-
0: she got not blowing up. With the that I mean, it just
4: My allies who himself on the beach. They in all of right. history. Right i take a lead, but my own, i My head in my heart is my head was in the music, the song just hard. Yeah, cutting out. to This
2: better. have the my
4: It's encouraging Took the beat to the light. my arm. We like finally took the tower And I south And my head is really music if my heart is always strong oh, Yes, my
2: head is really
4: yeah. soldiers' heart is always
1: all
0: right so that was the song i had playing in my head that really motivated me through the next day i think saturday night was the night I was banging on the bunk, half the night. Sunday night, it was all night. And then they came into my cell Monday morning and said, uh, you got court. And I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I said, no, I, I I don't even remember what I said. I was like, ah, no, thanks. But the, the harder part – oh, so we're back to the bail part, the, the bond, uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Uh, they also gave me the cordless phone in the cell with Emily on the other line. Emily – uh oh, The chair of Arizona LP and our f- longtime friend here, um, she rock star, yeah, did a great job, oh and, and you know, like I I bad. didn't have any other way to get a message out at that point. But what I did is, as I decided, so I, they told me, you know, that everything they could try to bullshit me to get me to take bond. You know the the captain of the jail came out. They had the bondsmen and cities come out. The
1: captain was going to put me on the phone with you. He's like, I'll let you talk to him. Like they pulled that good cop. They you well, they can already knew. No, we want him, him to submit want to want this. This. this.
0: This is our yeah. this is our racket. This is like this is our bond racket. This is our we take you for a ride and you give us money bullshit. I told so, him I said you
1: can put me on the phone, but he's a grown man and he's made his decision. Yeah, that's well, what I told the captain.
0: And um, you should have said put me on the phone so we could talk. It would have been fun because. But it didn't matter though, what 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 happened next is I, I mean I sat there all day Sunday going nuts with the TV. And uh Monday at some point I asked to talk to the nurse because I thought my arm was fractured and, and it I don't know, it it, it it's could still be, swollen dear. I'm just saying. I mean I was swollen. like fifty fifty, but I'm gonna say it's fractured like is get this shit documented. If it is fractured, it's like hairline. Insignificant, right? Like not even all of. So Imagine they put
1: their hands on um, you. It's unacceptable.
0: But it's it's documented. Well, the, the reason to even like not do that ultimately is, uh, it's a small town, and we don't want money out of them. We want reform.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: you know, we'll 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 get to that. We need to get through this narrative. So anyway, uh, so, but it was really hard. I mean, it was it was it was I. And and all the pressure, you know, you're gonna fight this better from the outside. And they had the deputies trying to go, like, come on, man, like talking to like a little kid. I'm, you know, No,
1: that's what I got. No, no, we really support him. You just you need to tell him that that his battles are bitter. Fa- no,
0: no, you don't know no. how he fights. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: don't think he
1: you knows. Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, and he probably knows the game better than you. So anyway, Monday came around. And then Tuesday, they told me that, um, your courts would reschedule to Wednesday. And I was like, motherfuckers, I was really planning on getting bail reduced yeah. or something dismissed or whatever. Um, and I'm really glad it didn't go that way, but I didn't, I just said, no, like, do you want to go to court? Or Hey, it's time for court. I said, no, thanks. I'm not going. They can do it without me. Yeah. Because the guard I was talking to, I think it was, um. Chris Halsell at that point, he was cool. Uh Deputy Adolf Kendra Adolf was also cool uh in in dealing with just doing her best to take care of inmates in a shitty situation where they're super underfunded. Deputy um,
1: Sloan, also very cool. So then
0: yeah. And then uh so I started asking for pencil and paper. And I got I got this I got this note or oh binder goodness, that. like note paper. Um and I wrote, I wrote out this song or this, this, this letter to the judges, the one that you guys heard. Um, I'm just going to read through it, but I, I wrote this out and I I read it over the phone to Joey and she recorded and got out. And this was like my one communication post arrest other than the conversation. But you know, I'm thinking, what are the signals I'm putting out? It's it's, it's, it's a very, I mean, I think about like jumping across a divide where like, me and the Black Pearl and, and the girls, Thelma and Louise were cruising along. And then all of a sudden we're separated and floating and we don't know what's going to happen. And then, Oh my God, we come to the other side and we and we're all back together again. You know, uh, it was in that space of it like limited communication where you, you, you know, you're, you're hyper-conscious of like, what's getting out like So I called my dad, I should point out, I got my one phone call, I actually made it to my mom to get my dad's phone number because hers is the one i memorized i knew that my dad was plugged into telegram and would convey the message so i got him to write a message to the telegram group that was friday evening so by friday evening joey had that at least my version of events mm, through my
1: saturday dad morning. i was asleep okay exactly. So i got you saturday morning. Late, yeah
0: okay thank you so then the next communication was or uh, that gets out is oh he's declined bomb oh he's doing it on principle and i got to tell Tell Emily, tell everybody, to get their money back, or sit oh, down send the money back. I don't want money for this. Like it's not, it's not a, right now. I don't need money. It's not a money fight. You know, we might need help with logistics, but like right now, well, not we bought, did. And we're thank you, everybody game. who but, denied the refund
1: because yeah. I needed every bit of it. Yeah. traveling back. And just
0: that, and that extra few. It was just a few hundred dollars, right? It was like yeah. five hundred dollars we had. That people said, "No, go ahead and keep it," yeah. and, and that was, it was that was very appropriate. That's that's very helpful. So very much. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I, so. The first draft here in pencil, I mean this shit was a bit I like this is I'll show you the pencil. <laughs> I have <a, laughs> I have I have the toothbrush, <laughs> uh I have the spork. That's a that's a big dangerous
1: toothbrush for jail. Actually. Yeah, well there's
0: there's a littler one.
1: That's that's a safer toothbrush,
0: Because you can't make it a big disk, you get sharpened and rah, 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 it really really hurts somebody. But that's why they make your pencils. Loads. There it is. Uh, there it is. Okay, on the pile of stuff. Yeah, the earplugs here too. The earplugs they gave me, gross. I kept and my jail stuff this, too. It's this pencil though, and there's no way to sharp. Like, you can ask them to sharpen it, and wait like three hours. So I'm like, no, I'm I'm sharpening days. this with my thumbnail, and pressing down on this paper. And there's no desk, so the room it's six six by nine, pretty gross. There's a big grate up on one side. Was able to hang towels and washcloths and socks and stuff there to dry, and put some things on the ledge. And then there was a vent and a camera and a, and a toilet sink, typically in a jail cell, right? And a steel bunk, and that's it. And my door is a full steel door, and my window to the whole world for twelve days was this. It was this? It was. It was like, it was. It was smaller about the size of these of paper. maybe maybe an inch or two bigger than that at most. That was my edit with bars and uh, one bar missing in the middle so we could slide a food train. That was my world for 12 days. The only time I came out of that room the whole time, the whole 12 days, I took two showers where I walked across the little room, processing room to the shower room. there for 15 minutes, came back. And then one other time I went to to talk to the sheriff. We'll get to that. And one other time to go sit with the public defender. Uh, who just wanted to visit to give me advice and that was really critical uh but that was that was it like the I was out of the cell literally no more than an hour and 15 minutes oh no one time I went to go to their library which was a closet with two disastrous bookshelves <laughs> oh my god it was fucking... but I walked we should
1: get that we should get out that. around the yard a in my clothes
0: with with my blanket wrapped around my shoulders like a shawl and my hands cuffed I refused to put on oranges the whole time. Yeah. They didn't, I didn't, they didn't really ask me to. They offered like kind of kind of nicely. Um, the reason I didn't shower before, I didn't want to play that game. I didn't want to figure out the I was like, nope, I'm staying here. No. But I didn't have any shower shoes either. They put me in there with hair Socks. The socks I was wearing when I got arrested. It was really awesome getting arrested in fleece-lined pants because I could turn them inside mm-hmm. out and roll them up and make a pillow. And then uh, and my love t-shirt, and that was it. So I got, I wrote out this letter in pencil and I did three drafts and the third draft, I'm going to put, I'm going to put this aside when we get, when we get, as we get through these documents. Um, I think this, this was the final draft. Here we go. So December 15th, 2021, it was Wednesday. So I, I retitled it for, or da- I dated it for Wednesday court. Um, and I, I wrote it and finalized it the night before. And basically I was, I was just begging for, I was like, don't I have a, a right as a pro se defendant to call for legal advice? That was my excuse. And so I called Joey. <laughs> Fuck you. I can't, I'm pro se. But yeah. You, you, at some point you're going to have to let me use the phone and I can call whoever I want for legal advice. And if they record what I'm saying, tough shit. But they were like, that must've, that is why I want, I want the story told that includes like their perspective. Like what, how did, how, how did he get that out? Like, wait, how is he making recordings from jail? You know, like, you know. <laughs> picture? <laughs> um, well, picture came later. But yeah, so this is to my judge, my friends and my freedom family from this dark, dingy, solitary cell. I extend greetings of love, hope and camaraderie to all who may read this. May you receive this letter in secure health and happiness and in the spirit of joy with which it is written. We find ourselves in perilous times, but on the brink of a better world for all of us blessed to survive this era of upheaval. As for my circumstances, I have been stopped in my peaceful, righteous journey to deliver anti-suicide medicine to veterans for another government-induced, taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat. I've been told countless lies, separated from my truck, my property, my dogs, violated my Fourth Amendment rights, assaulted, injured, denied medical care, threatened with forced COVID vaccination, denied my PTSD medications, I did ask for cannabis, Uh, put on a cycle for no reason, Deliberately tortured, and by that I mean like the the, the other inmates turning up the TV, and it's not like the worst torture, but it was that the jail circumstance made it possible for them to go, oh, we're going to fuck with them with the TV volume. Um, Falsely accused, threatened with more false charges, denied basic human rights, and kept from due process every step along the way. I've been thanked for my military service, making me wonder more and more why I enlisted but less and less why we have a veteran suicide epidemic. Like a beautiful song, the words of Mario Savio from Berkeley in 1964 echo in my heart. There comes a time when the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart that you can't even passively take part. You've got to throw your body upon the gears and upon the levers and indicate to the people running it that if you're not free, the machine will be prevented from operating at all. While I am just one body caught in the gears against my will with no hope of stopping anything alone, I would rather be here than standing to the side with a heart aching for every victim of this cruel machine. Who's growling? They're These? snoring. They're snoring. They're snoring. Oh.
1: That's, that's, I,
0: they're snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, girl, the girls? It's, it's Dutch.
1: Thelma and Dutch.
0: Swooky noise, snoring. Oh. Okay. I want to make sure it wasn't someone being aggressive or uncomfortable. <laughs> That is some loud soaring. I I assume my mic's not picking it up anyway. Anyway. um, I would rather be here than standing to the side with a heart, aching for every victim of this cruel machine that is living on your knees. I would rather die on my feet. But if everyone stood up to injustice with just passive resistance, refusal of paid bond, and rejection of plea deals, the evil machine would grind to a halt. And we could hang together, not separately. And I've thought about this for a long time. And there's a great tradition of civil disobedience in the United States or human history of challenging laws by passive resistance, civil disobedience, um, whatever you want to call it. And even in this modern era, the machine has become so burdened with bullshit that if you just did this, it would if, if everybody just rejected plea deals, if that was your only point of resistance, is reject plea deals, it would be a game changer. They wouldn't be able to keep doing what they were doing. This the, the injustices of the legal system would shut down, they would be forced to only address real crimes
2: mm-hmm.
0: as opposed to victimless crimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So logistically. Like you make it logistically infeasible. And and I I guess I'll take this opportunity to touch on sort of the dynamics that make this possible. Now is that one, it's the cost and the value and the perception of the taxpayer and the voters in that county, because there is a measure of accountability through that system of consent of the governed. If you point out that they're doing something so obscene and so ridiculous, you can force them to change because they know I'm ready to go to jury trial. I'll make it cost you way more than it's fucking worth to house me for six months. If that's what it takes. And I will be pro se. And I'll be a pain in your ass. And you are going to resent that this ever happened in the first place by the time we're done. Even if I lose top to bottom, but odds are, you know that because they just decrimmed in Denver from psilocybin, they decrimmed everything for personal possession in Oregon. There's a, ha- a pocket of similar little bubbles of freedom now in, in the drug war coming to an end. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. ish i know arrests overall still more or, yeah, or less change. flat right yeah. um steve jones during nullification, no victim of crime right so then i would be playing the during nullification game essentially making that case directly and they know that they fucking lose or there's, there's a pretty good chance they would lose and and they would just end up it would be a fiasco and everybody involved would 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 be out of a job by the next election cycle like
1: you have your one right. in a million that that don't work during trial. and then since a six-year-old man in a twenty-year for a twenty-year sentence for going three plants in Missouri, I think.
2: Recently. Uh, yeah, like
1: 2019. And then he died three months after they took him into custody from medical
0: complications because yeah. he didn't have it's medicine. Hours, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, again, when when I say anybody can do this, if you're if you're healthy and capable of enduring the you know certain physical hardships, it's a lot easier than if you're not. It's a lot and if you know risk. that you Again. have a
1: community behind you, and like, and I had that, that too. Like, like there's
0: communities. We want to build this huge. in a home for a battle buddy, so everybody can have it. Uh, but I want to. I want to say this has been inspired by a lot of other civil disobedience activists, especially uh, Ian Freeman, as as the you know symbolic leader. I think of the general civil disobedience movement in the Free State Project in New Hampshire, and. Even here, but even here, it was just like, no, like, I, there was something that, that reached me in a way that I've never experienced in jail of, of like, just clarion call to principle. Like, no, this is how you're going to conduct yourself. Fuck them. That was beautiful. Fuck them. It was
1: so inspiring.
0: So as for my accusations of crimes, where are my victims? no victim, no crime, besides having done nothing wrong by the laws of God, nature, and morality, I've technically done nothing wrong by U.S. law either. As an American citizen, I was exercising my right to travel, a right enshrined in law and precedent, not a privilege I must purchase. As a legally registered member of the Oklahoma Native American Church and self-professed Wiccan, I am legally allowed to possess psilocybin, a sacrament, and medicine for a complete explanation fully citing law and precedent. Please see my motion is dismissed. Wild well, and Wise County, in the case of Texas v. Kokesh, which I will gladly provide upon request as soon as I'm able to access it. It is like, yeah, I'm in jail, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to make my case. I will, and you can look it up. You could, it's, it's like that is enough of a legal citation that I think in a legal document that would qualify as a reference. You know, the motion to dismiss in why I might have to put a year on it or a case number hey, on hey, it. Man, okay, but so- there's only one. There's only one. So
1: I had a case where I'd already got a weed charge thrown out because it was legal and the cops said it wasn't, it was in the gray area, right? Right. When the legalization happened, it was nightmare. already happened once to me, happened the second time. And I'm like, you know, get caught up I'm like, your honor, here's the case. We, we've been through it. That doesn't mean anything, they said. And then I had to sit back down when they called him a couple more cases and the, the judge researched it as if something changed from three months prior.
0: So. Uh, they should
1: always should be required to, to cite previous cases, though. I thought I, that was
0: a thing. Yeah, there. I should point out something else. Like, by this point, having kicked those guys' ass, like, cause it was me versus four, and I was like, I saw you four motherfuckers walking through the lobby. I could take all four of you assholes at once if I had to. Fucking watch me. I was, I mean, I was like, and and then and then I kept them up all night fucking long. And so I was like, I want, and they were like, All right, fuck yeah, we're not gonna fuck with this guy, and. <laughs> they they sent me a bunch of books from another... They had a guard passing book, which is like, I don't know if they're supposed to or not. Um, but I, I, some of the books I read were really powerful. I wrote it down. Uh, one is a Christian sort of self-help mental composition book called Battlefield of the Mind by... I don't want to get the name wrong. Uh, but Battlefield of the Mind, I've I think there's the only one. And it's... A, it, was, it was a really good read. And I, I reject the Christian mythology, but it almost... Or maybe want to be a Christian. I'll, I'm going to sidebar here in the middle of this letter because it was some point before this that I
1: had a good experience with Christianity.
0: Well, growing up, it was it was and, reading that book, wanting to separate from the mythology and get the values of it. And this was my seventh time going to jail for at least an overnight. I've been arrested close to a hundred times, but even civil disobedience arrests are mostly site and release oh wait no i forgot one philly eight shit this was my eighth This was my eighth at least
1: uh, i did start to like the philly yeah, video I I and i said uh, history repeats itself only with mushrooms
0: <laughs> yeah right so uh yeah i did a, i did a, a full week and that was another good example of resisting where the guy who g- gave in and a poe one of the event organizers Ended up having a bitch of a time with probation for three years, like really restrictive, punitive, like not allowed to smoke kind of probation for three what? years. Whereas I was done in a week, kicked out on the street for just being like, "No, nah, I'm not taking a plea," just for that. It was petty. It was, a, it was a weed charge at a protest in Philly, and they held me for a week. So I was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna," um, and I'm gonna go. I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go pro se, and I'm not taking a plea." And then they just got me out in a week. Fun story. You can go back and and hear my stories from from all those. Uh, events but this is the first time in in that meditation in that shock in that first couple days uh, i said i spoke to god and i don't believe in the personified god external from the universe i don't believe in the christian concept of god the creator my concept of god comes from pantheism which is that god is everything god is in everything around us it is in the fabric the material of the universe it's not god is love love is god love is that harmonic vibration that unifying force like like gravity or or some fundamental physical force of nature whatever it is i believe this is where it becomes a matter of spirit and faith and just what i choose to get my spiritual grounding from is being in touch with the fact that everything in the universe is exactly as it should be this is one of the realizations that came to me from my experience with psychedelics as well but I'd never put it together to be like, well, then fucking talk to God, Adam, you know, like it's, th- it's this thing you can commune with it. You can, you can in meditation tune in with it. You can be in a flow state where you're flowing with it. You're vibing with it. You can raise your vibration. You can understand what it means to be of a lowered vibration as a human being and not be moving and living in, in gratitude and an appreciation for the reality of our existence that we, as the human consciences Consciousness is that we are, we are the experience of the universe becoming aware of itself. And it really spoke to me, and I was able to, to develop a practice for myself of speaking to it. And I don't want to, I don't, it's, I, that, that's, it's that's not the right language. I hope my explanation of, of the concept of God to me makes it clear that when I say I spoke to God, No, I didn't. Like, it's not like I did the car. No, it was, I, I I meditated and I tuned in and I felt the vibration and it spoke to me in such a, a pure way that I was able to put myself in that state. And I figured out a practice for myself in meditation of prayer. And it's not prayer to God. It's tuning into that and asking of it or trying to get from it in that most tuned in conscious way in that spirit of love. So that's what I mean. And it was in that, before, uh, you know, I wrote this letter and came to that. So a lot of other revelations. I I came up with a prayer. Um, I I like I was thinking about saying grace when they were giving me food, and that's a big part of the experience there, being vegan and having the two ladies, uh, Deb and Lori. Shout out to them for making a great effort to take care of me, and with their, you know, difficult circumstances, they were uh, they were great vegan chefs. Neither of them being uh, you know anywhere experienced in that, so. Um, I I don't want to say grace to thank an external God. I don't want to read. There's something it, to me that is inherently wrong about Christianity and, and a lot of the traditional religions. They create a God as an other. It's like you know we are. Well, oh, you're made we are. in God's image. You're made, but you're not God. God uh, is yeah. something else. God is something that looks down on you. You know, or, or gives you things, or is vengeful and righteous and what? No, nah, no, nah, 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 that's not real. That's not more real than the devil. No way! No fucking way! No, no. Sorry, no, I just no. And, and and there's something like anti-spiritual to me of of separating yourself from the concept of God. Yeah. Did, that, oh, oh no, God is so
1: so. Christianity is one of the few religions that does that too. Well, they really? all. Do. Well, a lot of them
0: do. To some degree. Buddhism doesn't. Buddhism doesn't. Um, it, there are a handful of others. But no. but Judaism and Islam absolutely but it's, like it's, the Muslims big three don't. You know. But the, uh, all right. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's of that vein. It's not this concept of mine is not original. My objection to the personified God, right? But finding it without that, in you know, the way that allowed me to have that spiritual experience was uh, was really powerful. And you know, I'm I was wearing the love T-shirt. I should be wearing it right now. The love T-shirt with a Voluntarius and V made by Michael Shanklin that I have had for I think ten years, like most of my activism career. Anyway. By contrast, the police who arrested me are criminals acting under color of law enjoying false privileges of a protected class of American criminals. My friend, Johnny Hurley, the hero of Arvada, was killed by a cop even though he was, he had just stopped a mass shooter intent on killing cops in a case of mistaken identity. Oh, there's was a bug on my beard. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna save that for later. Uh, the cops involved in my arrest, Christian Guadarrama, Aaron Frescas and Adam Frescas should be held criminally liable civilly liable and i would like to file charges against them cops who shoot first and ask questions second are a menace to the public and themselves and should be taken off the streets like early i've come to hold the mirror up to the center the police department and that's a little bit of an obtuse reference but that's referencing one of our favorite actions by Johnny hurley where he attended protests where there were cops thugged up in armor in a line and just walked the line holding a mirror like fucking look at yourselves you know so I'd also like to file charges against Sheriff Dan Warwick and the captain of Sawash County uh, Jail. At the time, I'd forgotten Captain Wilson's name. For the inhumane treatment here, also Deputy Young for threatening me with additional charges when she tried to get the inmates within Earshot to file harassment charges for trying to get them to turn down the TV. Nicholas Hamill and Ron Paulson will testify to these facts. It's like I, like I won them over as friends by yelling at them and denying them a night of sleep. And a half, and then talking to them and telling them why I was That's there. How you
1: win friends in jail. And
0: then they sent me books, you know, so, and then they gave me their names. So, like, the idea that they would, that they, that they were afraid of me because I threatened them, like, no, I'm like, I'm not afraid of this charge coming back. And, and honestly, I, Deputy Young, I think after I called her out with this publicly, she's just, I'm gonna follow the books. She's the one who said she thinks I'm a terrorist. <laughs> you
2: know.
0: Oh, deputy! I, I I I asked her a couple of times. Do you still think I'm a terrorist? Do you still think I'm a terrorist? You know? She's like, yes. Anybody, said, Anybody who opposes our government is a terrorist. I yeah, want to be like, really? are you vaccinated? Because really? if you're not,
4: oh, you're oh, oh.
0: We you find ourselves in because uh, it was, too, it was I, I. could yeah. Well, there were so many thoughts. Next like, time. Next time. Stony so many lines that I, I spent a whole day preparing for a meeting that didn't happen. Remember? Yeah. All right, we got to move along because we are going to be over time. Here. We find ourselves in perilous times for America and the whole human family because the powers that be their other times coming to an end. We stand on the brink of an age of enlightenment and enlightened people cannot be oppressed. We are waking up to the possibility of a world without war, without need, without needless suffering, oppressive COVID policies, rampant internet censorship, Fighting Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, extreme financial consolidation. These are not merely routine acts of the system designed to make the rich richer at the expense of the rest of us. These are acts of desperation by the wolves of the world who see the sheep uniting and fighting back despite their best efforts to divide us. Will you side with the wolves or be one of the shepherds we need to guide us into the new age of enlightenment? And that's, that's a direct challenge to the judge as well as you know, everybody else in an existential way. But like now you've got a chance. Like This is it right here. You have a case in front of you. We're going to remember whose side you were on after the revolution. Um, no, it's not a vengeful. It's not a, it's a revolution of love. It's not a vengeful revolution. Uh, we don't forget. We do a lot of forgiving, though. Um, this was an important epiphany for me because there, there was also a moment of clarity that came to me in the meditation of the first couple of days and, and talking it through, actually, with Nick and Ron yelling like down the hall with this great echo and i had been grappling with like what are they really up to with covid what are they really up to with the vaccines right like are they, how much of this not is it population control but to what relevance and to what scale is the population control dynamic a part of this and i i felt like i was in a kind of a weird analysis paralysis on Understanding our point in history, even with COVID, and 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 this that that no, that no, humanity progresses two steps forward, one step backwards. Well, oh, it's a big step backwards. No, no, no. We've got some step forward momentum coming. We got coming. some, we got right some credit built up, you know. If you are wondering why I've declined paid bond, think of Braveheart being disemboweled. You only had to cry mercy to make it stop. You want my friends to buy my freedom for a petty $10,000? You want a plea? You want me to beg for mercy? I will never beg for your mercy. I will never plea with evil, but move ever more boldly against it. For humanity, for America, for justice, and for the 22 veterans who will commit suicide in the next 24 hours, I will cry until my last breath for nothing but freedom. Yours truly, Captain Freebeard. Captain Freebeard, friend of humanity, brother. Freedom lovers, aka Adam Kokish. I did sign up with my legal name. I'm not like playing games or trying to avoid it. I'm just I'm superimposing my real life pirate cosplay on, on the situation. Uh, as you should aka Adam Charles Kokich, born February 1st, 1982, former Sergeant Marines. Like, yeah, I'm not high my identity. You know exactly who the fuck I am. And uh, so I submitted that the morning of, and Deputy Helsel uh, scanned it and um put it in the judge's hands and sent it to the public defender's office i know because public defender came and met with me on friday so wednesday it was my next court day. and i was expecting they're going to read the letter and go god damn well, let's figure out a way it the judge slightly-
1: must not have even read it because on wednesday when you they said oh, he's not coming she's i'm not sure what his reservations are i mean if it's a covid thing we can do a virtual trial next wednesday and, and
0: Everybody no, and broadcast was like, ah. no, she knew then. if that's, if that's what happened, then she knew because, but because of the she format, alone, because of the, that. because of the format of the letter, she doesn't have to respond. Yeah. Oh. But that's where we get to the next part. So they said, but they told me, Hey man, your course has been rescheduled for Wednesday. And then they came at me with these two documents, uh, protection order, mandatory protection order pursuant to blah, blah, blah. And I found out later, this is a standard thing. For Colorado, for certain classes of criminals, notice the defendant a know uh, knowing violation of protection orders a crime violation subject to fines five thousand. Um, you know, it's it's that I'm not shall not harass, molest, intimidate, retaliate against or tamper to with any witness to or victim of the act you are charged with committing. Oh, all those. All those victims. Well, fuck you. All those victims. Really? Okay, and then they, they it's not an arraignment. What they call it, I believe here, is an advisement. And it's this, uh, like you have a right to a lawyer, you have the right to trial, right to remain silent, right to appeal, blah blah. blah. And so they handed me these with a pen. So if you sign these, and then I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to read them first. And then they're like, okay. they kept bugging me, and I was like, I haven't decided whether well, I'm gonna sign them yet. Mm-hmm. And that's, I just, I just like, but I just didn't, I just didn't sign them. And he's like, okay, well, your next court date's next Wednesday. I'm like, all right, we got a week to play. Good thing I got books. Good thing I got books. Uh, next book, or well, the first book I read actually was uh, Over the Edge of the World by I forget who, uh, but it's it's the story of Magellan and and the first actual global voyage by sea. When they first, this was early 1500s when they first proved the world was round, essentially. Um, remember, Columbus, 1492, sailed the ocean blue, but Magellan actually made the first circumnavigation of the globe. And he didn't actually complete it. I mean, it's a really crazy, brutal history, but it Maybe inspired me a lot. Hmm? Maybe there's people before that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, no. actually, because there are natives who did a lot of travel in the South Pacific, but the Atlantic Ocean for transatlantic crossings requires much bigger ships. So, like, the, the odds of, of... Yeah, you get Freak Thing, calm C, someone at some point, probably, but this was the first documented. Or provable verifiable and what's interesting is Magellan had a slave who had come from the Philippines to Spain and then went with the nap, with a trip or back around to the Philippines and he was technically the first one to have a circumnavigation <laughs> of the globe documented and then Magellan died and then one of the one of his five boats in the Armada made it back to Spain. So then I read um, I was reading I, I was reading that I was inspired by it and Battlefield of the Mind, and they gave me um, some dumb Western bullshit thing I avoided, and uh, Game of Thrones book three. Nice. And I read like half of it, and then I realized like this is just trash, stupid, a waste of my brain space. I don't want to. I don't want to read. It.
1: I read a great book so. in jail on psychedelics, actually, and reached out to the author oh. when I got out, who is great friends with me on Facebook now, and actually wrote you a letter to the judge personally. Hmm. From, through all this, this, so call to action that was happening while you were gone. Everybody.
0: I wrote out the lyrics of Billy Millen <laughs> or of uh, my heart's music so I could sing it to the ladies across the so hall. That's, that's what Aww. that page is. Um, I wrote down my list of times I'd been arrested and forgot Philly. thought this was my seventh, it was my eighth. Um, so this will be fun. I have like all my notes for my spiritual enlightenment. Uh, the lists of the uh, list of the books that I read and, and this bunch of fun to this do lists. Yeah. So, well, no, but we'll, we're going to come back to it. We'll come back to it when I actually got it. When we got it back. Um, so I wrote out my, my prayer, my seven. So about, about the prayer, I wrote a prayer and it, it evolved out of, you know, my ritual stretch that I started to workout out with of reaching up and, and, and left, right. And back and forward. Um, instead of saying grace, I want to worship my food. Yeah. Like actually acknowledge and and, and imbue with, with, with sacred energy that which I'm about to consume. And it was a really cool ritual. It's a stretch. Like, so Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's a seated version. If you want to be you know subtle at a restaurant, you start in prayer, palms up to be receiving palms to the ground, to touch the ground and be in touch with where the food comes from. And then, uh, Stretch, uh, to the uh to the back to remember where we've come from, left and right of where we're. What? <laughs> you smell that? Is that more than a dog fart? Did someone throw? It? <laughs> and then um forward. <laughs> it's just a dog fart, dear. No. All right. Did somebody throw up? Maybe too rich food. Our dogs have been stressed. Yeah. Is this the can smelling? No, I think it's a dog fart. Dogs, dog food. We worship dog farts now. Oh, uh, that's dogs. that's my religion. Uh, but no, uh, I was thinking, you know, Bob or Ziggy Marley, "Love Is My Religion," and it's like, yeah.
1: Erica Creech says you look like an Old Testament prophet, not a terrorist. So it's good that you're.
0: That's the idea. But they call
1: Jesus a terrorist, right? And uh,
0: Moses. So. Anyway, I think the next step, I mean, there's there's more of the story, and I, I want to kind of skip over as much as I can, um, but is there anything sort of in this meantime, before I get to the next step of the visit with the public defender about what was happening on the outside?
1: No. We're not next week
0: yet, right? Yeah, we are. So it was Wednesday, remember? Wednesday. The first one. Okay, the first Wednesday, we went to court, and they said, oh yeah, court the next Wednesday. So, um, I have, I have like, this was, this all was leading up to the the meeting that didn't happen, but the, the, the sort of framing was set Wednesday. I don't go to court. I send in this fuck you letter. And then the next they go, well, well, we'll just wait till next week. Um, and the whole time I'm in there going like, all right, you fuckers are going to take care of me then. And I, I started getting confidence in my food.
1: That's whatever I thought you were getting out actually. That, remember, Wednesday. Th- that Wednesday, and yeah. Karen Ann was gonna put you up, and we already had dogs figured out, and
0: but they wouldn't have let me out without without signing shit, and that's where like I was in charge. Yeah, like where I'm not leaving until it's on my terms, and if I have to stay here through, I you will have to hold me, or you will fucking have to figure out how to release me. Um, so John Hogue, a public defender was so inspired by the letter that they, act, they sent it to the public defenders office because they were, they're trying to push a public defender on me too. Cause Oh, if you're a pro se you might be erratic and waste our time and be, you know, well, oh my you God. Gotta, so you better have a public defender, but he was really cool and he totally respected me going pro se He said, what's your plan here? Do you know, do you know what you're doing? And I said, you remember that part in Car- pirates of the Caribbean where captain Jack Sparrow steals that big ship that he know he can't get away with because they have a faster ship right there and they pull up on the faster ship and they all get out to get him then he swings down from the top rope onto the faster ship and sails away on that and one of the british officers is looking at his other officer going do you think he plans it out or just makes it up as he goes along (laughs) it's like and he was like you've answered my question sir and i went into like all my plan options but it's a great life philosophy of it's be ready for everything and anything, but also always have a plan to kill every motherfucker in the room. If you have to, you, you know. But make it an adventure, you know.
1: Texting me, and yeah. Me he 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 gets your plan and respects it and totally understands it and he thinks it's gallant. But he uh, he said he hopes you're in it for the long haul.
0: Yeah. So right. he gave me some notes and. Uh, I uh, you're and, ready and, to be in it for the long. Yeah, haul. And, and I was like, but yeah, I'm I'm ready. I know what's up. I know what the stakes are. And so I, I have I have in here somewhere my notes from meeting with him on the back of one of these. And he gave me another piece of paper that had Mr. Payne, the actual district attorney's information on it. And he told me about Rule 16 of Colorado Criminal Code and reminded me of a few procedural strategy points that led me to my next play, which was to submit a... Um, a motion to dismiss. And I want to make sure I'm not um, missing any events in my notes here. Um,
2: Sounds like a three hour episode.
0: No, no, we got to wrap this up. There, the, the, the dramatic end, it's pretty quick. Like, there's not, I mean, and, and the summary of my letter strategy, we'll make sure. Um, I have all sorts of just fun idea notes. Like I was,
2: <laughs> I was, I was
0: all right. I was reading, and every time a good idea came to me, I was inspired by something. Okay, so here's here's the next thing. Fry, right? I wrote this note down. Friday, twelve seventeen. Okay, two days after the letter in court, and I think last Friday it was last Friday. Met with Dan Warwick, County Sheriff. For first real negotiation conversation on steel bench from approximately eleven fifteen to eleven thirty five a.m., explained case and he listened thoughtfully and expressed intent to resolve as partners. Will research and get back to me Monday. Took my three submitted docs and made copies. He is a good man or a great actor. We shall know by Monday. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little optimistic timing wise, but by three docs, I mean he took the letter and he took the the emotion and the letter because I think it was Thursday. I think it was actually the day before that. Um, I, I wrote here Sunday morning, showed Deb the seven point prayer and prayed silently holding hands and thanked her for, uh, her love and godliness. Deb was really cool. We really connected and she inspired me when she said that she feels it's part of God's calling to do food for inmates, you know, to make food and, and, and provide.
1: That's awesome. Uh, okay. So here
0: was Thursday. Actually, I got it wrong. Thursday, twelve sixteen. met with public defender, John Hoag. He was inspired by my statement letter to judge quote, just had to meet you. Discussed legal strategy, gave me some key uh, info and a blue pen. Uh, I'm sorry. Technically, he accidentally forgot a blue pen in there, and I snuck away oh. with it. Yeah. Um, but he's he's the one who took the picture. Uh, led me to write motion and letter to DA. Took pic with phone and sent to Joey with message to focus. Uh, call flood on the DA, and you got that text from him with the picture. He started by asking, what's your plan? You know, the part in parts of the Caribbean, dot, dot, dot. Do you think he... Plans it out or just makes it up as he goes along. Uh, that's all I need to know. So lots of epiphanies, a lot of fun stuff. You know, when I process all my notes, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably come back to this at some point. Um, let's see. And then Saturday, someone dropped off a book at jail. Ross Anderson. So, shout out to Ross Anderson, local veteran there. Um, gave me a book, dropped off as a gift for me. Rainy Day Woman Number Nine remind me of some some crazy bets I know, who you know I hope to be here for. I finished that book in a day and a half. What my 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 thought in jail was like one fun book and one serious book at the same time, and always be going through two books when you're reading like most of the day. You That's don't cool. want to read one book straight no. through. You have to like just switch beers. So this is like fun book, and then my serious books were uh, The Seven Habits Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That was really Really uh, powerful book for me to read. I learned a lot. We're going to be talking about over the next few months. Just like life organization, priorities, living well, clarification of a lot of principle-based living, you know, Uh, and then, you know, battlefield of the mind also uh, very, very informative while I was in there. Um, Had some great conversations with some of the the deputies during that time. And we're going to get to the two documents and then kind of wrap this up because this is really getting to the crux of it. Um, Oh, and I wrote this, I got, I got a foot infection while I was in there. I got a really yeah, bad foot fungus from bro. the floor. But once I started, so once I started getting regular calories, I started working out and I would, I would, I would strip naked. It was a luxury of having, of being in solitaire. like, they can't tell you to not be naked. I hadn't signed any rules. They never told me any rules. So I would just fucking strip naked and do like 45 minutes of yoga and 45 minutes of calisthenics of, you know, muscle uh, isometrics or pushups. I learned how to do a handstand, like pushed up from a headstand into a handstand, uh, worked on my yoga technique. You know, I just, it was a daily ritual um, after a while and uh, it was really good. So then the nurse came out I got the full meeting with her on Monday. She was really cool. And every time I'm getting more of a sense of how, just organizationally fucked up They're the jail terrible. itself is
1: It kind of stuck for them working there too yeah, yeah
0: yeah and just how um you know shitty it really is anyway the song i rewrote "Yoho, of pirate's life for me oh you'll hear it when i actually learn how to sing <laughs> uh, but the two motions i wrote these two motions and uh, that was Thursday. And so Friday morning, I submitted them. So I wanted them to get in Friday. I was like, fuck, I'll get these to the judge if there's any chance that this is, then I want them to be thinking about this shit over the weekend. So Friday morning, I hand these two documents to, I think, Deputy Helsel and said, again, can you submit these like you did my letter, you know, digitally scanning them and giving them back to me. And so one is a letter to the district attorney, Alonzo Payne, dated December 17. 12 Judicial District Attorney, 426 San Juan Avenue, blah, 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 from Adam Charles Kokesh, the County Jail. Dear Mr. Payne, as pro se defendant in case D0552021CR000080, I hereby request discovery in accordance with Rule 16, Colorado Criminal Procedure. If I am no longer at the Sawash County Jail, when you fulfill this request, please send all discovery to Adam Kokesh, PO B-O Box 973, Ashford, Arizona. Eight, six, three, two, zero. Separately. I would very much like to discuss this case with you in person here at the jail at your earliest convenience. Next, and this is a formally written, formatted motion to dismiss, even though it's written by hand and on note paper in jail. December 17, 2021, Court, Swash County, Colorado. So like I, I copied the format from their paper. It's like, all right, fine. You me to talk your language? You're going to fucking now how I'm going to put in your language. And now, by your rules, you have to respond. This is now a filed motion by a pro se defendant in jail. You <laughs> don't have a fucking choice. So, Swatch County, Colorado, Judge, Cortez, Kimberly, Don, You know, put their names on it, right? Oh, this is Erica Creech. I like the sound of that motion to dismiss like some Night Court Christmas special. <laughs> Do you remember?
1: You hate TV. Do you remember Night Court? Okay, no. Night no. Court was by in By the news. way, oh, it was great. I'm, I'm very
0: excited. If you, there's going to be another version of me telling the story um, with the Free Talk Live crew. They might have me on for three hours on Christmas. Yeah. Very excited to have the honor of, of doing their Saturday show this year or this weekend. And Saturday falls on Christmas. Just cool bonus. Oh, my goodness. So, so watch Combined Court. Well, you can just listen to make sure I don't miss critical stuff. And then we'll talk about getting out. 501 Christy. In case you were wondering how this well, ends I mean, up, I, awesome I live you, that out. So. Oh. Um, do you want my laptop? No. No, okay. Yeah. No, we'll wrap up. We're over time. We'll wrap up. Maybe Jim, well, Jim, you. Jim, be on comment. We
1: will talk about what all happened right. on our side. All
0: right. Next week. So uh, the, the people of the state of Colorado versus defendant Adam Charles Kokish, state of birth to I put a case number and their address and blah, blah blah. And you know, right front and center, motion to dismiss. Coming before the court is pro se defendant Adam Charles Kokish, petitioning for all three charges pending in the case in this case to be dismissed on the following basis. One, outrageous government conduct. This was a point that John told me about. During the traffic stop that led to this case, officers of Center PD violated the defendant's rights in a way that shocks the conscience to wit their, uh, with, to wit their callous disregard for procedure, courtesy, and the defendant's Fourth Amendment rights. Center PD officers involved could have cleared up all apparent issues by engaging defendant in conversation and allowing him to provide the documentation necessary to address the issues uh, revised issues raised instead with callous disregard for the defense rights. They ordered him out of his vehicle and removed his dogs from the vehicle in order to conduct an intrusive and unjustifiable search Two, delay in filing of charges. Another point from John, according to rule five, of Colorado criminal procedure, any such delay of filing charges as in this case shall be considered grounds for dismissal. And on this basis, all three charges should be dismissed. Three pertaining to the charge of CRS 424, 1409, driving without insurance in Colorado, defendant was not provided opportunity to provide proof of insurance before being removed from the vehicle or at any point during the arrest and does not recall being asked to provide it during the traffic stop. Point four, re- re- uh, pertaining to the charge of CRS18-18-405BA, defendant claims legal right to possess psilocybin as a registered, card-carrying member of the Way Native American Church and self-proclaimed Wiccan. Defendant was separated from his wallet with his onac card uh, that's Oklahoma Native American Church before being able to present it or even be made aware of this charge for a complete legal explanation that would prov- uh, that he would provide and him- defendant would provide himself if not currently incarcerated please see the motion to dismiss in the case of Texas v Coca in Wise County Texas humbly submitted for your consideration I' don't trust both this might be the rough draft actually the uh, the final draft was a little better I think so anyway that was that was what I filed. Friday, December seventeenth, and then the sheriff came uh, and talked to me. And I said, when our conversation ended, you know, well, I will pray that over the weekend uh, that God speaks the spirit of justice into your heart and gives you the strength to do the right thing. And then Monday afternoon, Captain Dan Wilson, Captain Dan came. <laughs> Captain Dan came to the cell to say, you know, that meeting you want, we're going to have a meeting. Not sure when, but in the next day or two, you, me, and the sheriff. And the DA, we're going to sit down, we're going to figure this out. I was like, wow, very much. I actually saluted him. from that much of a dork. It was like reflexive. Like, okay. Dork. Um, He appreciated it. Cops like that stuff. Well, I, you know, so and again, part of the experience for me is seeing that a lot of them are well-intentioned and just very misguided at that level.
4: I, yeah. I can't I mean, and, and,
0: and a lot of them were open to me going like, is this really the best embodiment of your desire to help people? Uh, yeah. Like, no, I don't think so. So... Then Tuesday. So that he tells me that Monday afternoon, I immediately start preparing notes. This is my second draft of my notes to prepare for the meeting. It's got all my strategy, my dumb jokes to open up, all my criticisms of the jail. Like basically making the point if you're subjecting inmates to sleep deprivation and letting them watch TV all day and giving them bad food and then junk food commentary on top of it. You're taking the worst members of your community, allegedly, allegedly people who are a hazard in your community, and you're making them worse. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep deprivation, low impulse control, more inclination of violence, crankiness, anger, et cetera, et cetera. So you're taking people in a shitty situation with behavioral issues, putting them in a situation most guaranteed to make their behavioral issues worse and then turn them back into society by your state and fucking purposes it would be better if you just didn't put anybody in this jail. Oh, shut yeah. it down. Oh. Oh. So
1: Every jail does the sleep deprivation thing. It's because they can control you. You're lower energy.
0: Nervous. It's more submissive. You're more pliable. You're less Absolutely. confident. If you don't have confidence in your principles and your understanding of the system that I hope you have now gotten from everything that we've talked about so far. Um. Th- oh, those are my other notes from meeting with John. You oh. had
1: lights on the um, whole time, too, didn't
0: you? Yeah, lights on twenty-four-seven. Um, dim, yeah. bright, dim, bright. But yeah, lights on. It's a different kind of mindfuck. Sure.
2: Um,
0: and I'm not. I'm not the best for that. Like, I'm good for the physical shit. I mean, the biggest consequence is that I'm without my profusion. I my hair grows a little thinner on top. You know, being <laughs> malnourished for for, for 12 days and it's, it, it was the stress of it though That's your ego. We're like i wasn't that zen i did wim hof breathing exercises that that helped when i had nothing else to do and as part of my workout routine i did the, the very simple uh wim hof breath hold practice um there are dudes and, and and women out there who are way more capable of dealing with the psychological hardship of this gracefully i think i'm top-notch for the physical stuff I got health, physical momentum. I can I can deal with a lot of shitty food. I can work out and 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 have great body consciousness in stressful situations. That's something a you know, skill you, know, you don't get through Marine Corps boot camp without. You know, a certain you know being able to tough it out and grit it out. Absolutely, I got that. And I've got I think a great understanding of the civil disobedience and the risks and the liabilities with every play along the way. And I understand how the system works better than them. And part of the satisfaction of all this was just like being told over and over again, that's not how the system works, sir. Well, I guess we're going to have to make an exception for you. That's not how the system works, sir. Well, I guess we're going to have to make an exception for you. That's not how the system works, Mr. Kokesh. Fucking watch. Sure. And so I was really shocked then the very next day, Tuesday, I'm, I'm spending all day. I'm in my cell. I'm reading seven habits and making notes and, and revising my notes for this meeting and like ready to go in and, and you know, kill them with kindness. And, and and still be able to be like, well, to the extent that you're being confrontational, here's what I got. Here are my cards. I got a, I got cards to play that I'm not even going to talk about on this podcast, because I know they're watching. Um, I've got plays related to this that you don't need, but fun stuff that, that makes you more effective, advanced moves, so to speak, you know, like how exactly I held onto the bench. There's some some, some physicality involved in that. But, like I said, in the way that you know, anybody can do this. Yeah, anybody can do it. So the next day, they came to my cell, and when I'm all fucking geared up, going like, it's, it's 4 o'clock. When are we doing this meeting? I know they're not going to stay late after work for this. Deputy Chris Halsall comes to my cell and goes, uh, you're leaving, and and puts these pieces of paper uh, in the cell, and it's an order, an order from the court and Swatch Court, uh, County Court, Swatch County, Colorado. Got all the uh, official headings and the of the name in the case. It says date filed, December 21st, 321 PM. This matter comes before the court upon the prosecution's motion to advise the court that formal charges will not be filed on December 22nd, 2021. The court being fully advised on the premises And finding that cause exists to grant the prosecution's motion, hereby orders the prosecution's motion is granted, case dismissed without prejudice, and defendant is to be released forthwith. Now, it's not the best because it should be with prejudice, which is that we're never going to bring the case back. Without prejudice means they could, they're hypothetically trying to, you know, hang this over my head for, you know, they could bring the charges back whenever they want. That's not going to happen. We're not going to let that happen. Uh, if they do, like they know, it's a losing proposition for them again. So I'm not really worried about that. But one of the things that I want to do now is, uh, is is pursue filing charges, um, it, it, but not for the sake of r- getting money out of this, because, like I said, it's a small county, it's a tiny town, you know, Center, Colorado. I don't want the taxpayers on the hook for that shit. But in a sense they are for allowing this to happen. I mean, in in, in that sense, they are responsible. I don't want that. Like, that's not, that's not fair though. Like it hurts the people more. So anyway, but but we'll come back to that back to the story. So then I'm like, I I tell, I tell them, well, I might not be leaving yet. If they don't tell me that I got my truck and I don't have to pay for bullshit to get it out, then, then I'm not leaving. So, uh, Sergeant Brewbaker, the first guy who brought me in, comes in and says, All right, Adam, uh, we're giving you a courtesy ride. I'm going to take you to go get your truck. And I'm like, For free? <laughs> and I was like, And he looked at me and he said, Have I lied to you yet? Yeah. And I really didn't know whether to trust him at that point. Cause like I said, you know, I was giving up my last point of leverage of staying in the jail. And um, I, I took his word for it. All right, we gotta let one of these other puppies out. Who needs to go out? Is someone locked in? Dutch, you want to go see mommy? Okay, sorry for the interruption, everybody. Joey, Dutch just coming out too. And Thelma out. Everybody out. Okay, all right, whiny dogs. Oh, it's good to be home with the puppies though. I really, I miss them. Uh, and Gardenia, and I miss Joey, and it's it's really good to be back, but anyway, so. Uh, we rode in silence you know I went to the car on my way out to his his patrol truck I still sat in the back but I wasn't cuffed they let me just take my stuff out of the cell my bag of goodies and uh, sat in the back in silence we rode to a gas station where an unmarked vehicle from Center Police Department gave me uh, I gave him a box of my stuff that they had which was like my uh, they took my baboon skull, which I bought just as like decoration for the cabin at a taxidermist. Just goofy little thing I wanted in the cabin here. And I took my my silver coins and gave those back and a few other little things, my passport. It was it was weird. Um, uh, but then I went, I got my truck and it was tossed. And um, I mean I, I think we'll end with this for now and then and then we'll do comments and sign off. So, Jim, if you would please uh play the video of me uh from the from ace towing when I got out of jail please. Hey everybody, this is Adam Kokesh, aka Adam versus the man, aka Captain Freebeard, no longer residing in Swatch County Jail. Coming to you from Ace Towing in Vista, Colorado, proud to say I fought the law and I won. Case dismissed. No charges to be filed. However, there are some very important follow-ups to this case from Friday, December 10th. Excuse me. I've spent the last 12 days straight with very few minutes outside of my cell in a six foot by nine foot room, solitary confinement for another government-induced taxpayer-funded spiritual retreat. And uh, I wanna say first thank you to the people with the Swatch County Sheriff's Department, including Sheriff Dan Warwick, Captain Wilson, and uh, too many guards to mention at the Swatch County Jail for their role in making sure that at least the first primary step in justice here was done. For those of you not familiar, familiar with this case, uh, and yes, forgive me, I'm dealing with significant sleep deprivation and a little bit of uh, you know consequences of jail cuisine, but thank you to the wonderful chefs there, Lori and Deb, for helping me maintain a perfect vegan diet while I was there. Uh, I was on December 10th pulled over for not having a license plate on my Ford F-150 here and um, ended up getting, you know, the typical, uh, well, the, I, maybe not typical, but the full rundown from law enforcement of taking the vehicle apart fully searched and uh it's still it's still a bit torn up you can see messes inside messes in the back a little bit of damage who knows we've yet to do the full assessment it's a little dark here currently i am waiting for gi mary jane to come meet me here with uh my dogs thelma and louise and unfortunately uh they they had it worse than i did even though they were only locked up for the weekend as they were left outside and got frostbite on their ears and actually have some damage from that as a result of that. So, uh, I mean, from a system that abuses people, we shouldn't be surprised that they also abuse animals. But my charges were in, in two categories. One, for not complying with a uh, the, the, the vehicle code, so to speak, as, as many of you know. Uh, I drive without a license and without a plate on my truck, and that was uh, why I was pulled over. No plate. I don't know. If, yeah, there, there, there it is. No plate. And uh, part of the mess we're uh, getting organized right now in the back there. And uh, having beaten those charges related to the 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 traffic violations or the uh, the vehicle violations, so to speak. Uh, I feel very, very vindicated in successfully asserting my right as an American to travel without having to pay for that as if that right were merely a privilege. So the other charge was for possession of psilocybin mushrooms. Now, having beaten that charge and successfully asserted my legal and lawful right to own natural drugs according to the First Amendment uh, as a member of the Oclavueja Native American Church and a self-proclaimed Wiccan, uh, which gives me the right to own, possess, share as sacrament, all manner of natural substances. I am very happy to announce that in gardenia at our homestead i will be growing psilocybin mushrooms and distributing them freely giving them away to veterans as part of our homefront battle buddies programs there so if you want to be a part of that please send me an email drop me a line adam at the freedomline.com now a big part of this case for me was putting some dangerous cops in their place, cops who like to shoot first and ask questions later. And it is because of cops like that that our friend Johnny Hurley, the hero of Arvada is no longer with us. On my way, uh, when this happened, I was on my way home to Arizona from visiting the site of of the shooting and, uh, in Old Town, Arvada. And I was very motivated by our friend Johnny Hurley's heroic actions. And while I did 12 days in solitary confinement in the Swatch County Jail in order to stand my ground and assert my rights, it uh, it, it gave me great strength to think of the story of Johnny Hurley and how he had to give his life in order to do the right thing. All I had to do was give up 12 days but I stood my ground. I fought the law. I won because I did the right thing. I stood on principle. I, I acted out of love and because I wanted to, to to fight this injustice and confront the evil that confronted me. And if we all did this, uh, we wouldn't have to deal with these kinds of injustices and these kinds of cowboy cops. So while the case is, at least for now, uh, resolved in terms of my legal case. Uh, There will be follow-up lawsuits, and I continue to plan to hold bad cops accountable to the law as best we can, but more importantly, to justice and to the principles of love that unite us as one whole human family. So with that, thank you so much for watching. Thank you to everybody who helped as part of the call floods while I was locked up. In order to make sure that there was appropriate scrutiny on this case, and that the government agents involved were properly and lovingly motivated to do the right thing. With that, oh, and tomorrow, for the rest of the story, if you want to tune in, we will be live for Adam versus the Man at 5 p.m. Pacific, as we are every Wednesday that I'm not incarcerated. And to uh, to plug in, please join us at t.me slash adam versus the man on the telegram app t.me slash adam versus the man or on odyssey at adam kokesh peace and love y'all all right so from there i went to a mexican joint around the corner and picked out for a little while on guacamole and sopapillas waiting for joey to join me from a little ways away Uh, I thought they had stolen my weed because I found my container and it was empty, but then it was the next morning. You remember, Jersey, we went to a motel, great little place there, um, in Monta Vista. Yeah, it was cute. I wish I remember the name of it. It was nice, nice little motel. Uh, it's the only motel, isn't it? It it The motel motel in Monta Vista, Colorado. (laughs) It's like the lodge or something. It looks like a lodge. It's really, really, cool. That was nice. Um, and it was while I was cleaning up the truck next morning, I found the evidence bag with my weed and my joint neatly packaged in it. Because they took, it. they don't get to play the game of well, we waited it with the container. They've been burned on that too many times. Yeah. They go, well, we, no, we separated it. You know, that was a, a big part of it. So, you know, they they did toss my truck, found out, um, and we'll, we'll find out next week. I'm gonna get it, get it looked at by by my mechanics. I was scheduled to take it in anyway for the radiator replacement. But they they did do some significant damage to stuff inside, to, to like my personal possessions, just being like dinged up. But they also pried some panels off of the interior of the truck and did some damage to that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna hold them to that. But and the, just wrapping up the adventure, and then and then if you have if comments or final thoughts, and we're I we're do,
1: sign but off. my is dead. Yeah.
0: So uh, that's probably a good thing since we're so over time now. <laughs> Uh, but Jim if you want to pop up a few comments here as we wrap up please go ahead um,
1: it, so, we got dozens of emails a bunch of people from the Shavey Cali Shavey yeah, we'll Cali. do a
0: follow up segment on all that um, whoosh WTF on Twitch all life as we know it was born from mushrooms True. do you do you want to get our prop just to include that visually in the show tonight the bag the bag
1: Oh yeah, I'll have a
0: just time. to show like we we still got it. So I, well, I also posted a picture of myself with one of the mushrooms that I grew in my last batch. Uh, low saw so again on YouTube, is mushroom therapy going to be a growing focus for the operation over it's in Gardena? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's not, it's, it's
2: no. very
0: well. My other mushroom. We took pictures anyways. We're still doing it. Yeah, um, so we we made it home. We had a fun little shopping stop, home. casual drive um Yeah, we're gonna be giving out weed again on Christmas. If anybody in the area wants to drive up, seriously, we 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 don't observe Christmas, Joey and I, and nobody in our like circle here or practical families. Like I I I've done Christmas with families; they're doing their thing. I, I did Christmas airport.
1: for myself, um, but
0: this year it's just me and Joey hanging out here. So if anybody's not doing Christmas. To be a lonely Jew on Christmas, yeah. But we'll be at least doing a, a cannabis giveaway at the at the gate to Juniper Wood Ranch here. Um, Joey Joy on Facebook. Mushrooms save lives, indeed, indeed. And that was that was a big part of it for me in in the matrix of is this worth it? Because like I, I there's one other part of the story like I left out. But, like that second night I was in there, I went all the way to the dark side of of giving up, which for me was. You know what? When I get out of here, whatever. This, I'm just—it's not worth it. I don't really care about this county. I've made my stand. Let me manage my liability to, for my own self-interests and get out of here. And when I get out, I'm gonna like send a resignation letter to all my major. Anybody who's ever given me significant money. Really? And I'm gonna like resign. You went there? Yeah. That's I, I got terrible. Something. No, I went. I, like to me, Someone well, do it was, I'm gonna. It was. I'm gonna finally retire and focus on Gardenia and making babies and making art and music and sort of transition to that. Well, but it was be stepping be back. Be. Right, I do want to both? Right, right, no, I do, and and that's part of my plan. And, and again, reading seven I, habits. I think
1: homesteading and there battle there buddies is, is an incredible focus for this next chapter of activism. Well, no, my, my, why no? Why can't there, there be a renaissance man? Be, well, no, you think about it. It's it's there is mm-hmm. going to be some kind sort of crazy collapse within the next 20, ten to twenty years, and having somewhere for people to land is mm-hmm. so important and monumental right now, and it's such a gift to society that people need you to do. I'll say it i'll say it because a bunch of people said it to me while you were locked up i just need to get out there and focus on making gardenia safe because everybody needs somewhere to land it's it is it is in and of itself its own form of activism
0: yeah but i can still show people how to stand up when you and that's evil, important and, and, and that's the thing we one, one other thing we're talking about the narrative while it's fresh is like how this happened and we were joking earlier well if you live like a pirate if you live like a fucking free human being your entire life is a constant Fourth Amendment audit. Okay. You know, like a First Amendment audit is you go into a police station recording. Do you respect the First Amendment? We're gonna find out. Right? The right to record in a public space. Simple as that. And then it's like if you always have some kind of contraband on you, anytime they vi- and, and you never and you you're confident enough in your behavior that you never give them an excuse, probable cause to actually violate your rights. It's a continuous Fourth Amendment audit. Fuck you. You want to you, you get me for mushrooms? You're going to have to violate my Fourth Amendment rights and I'm going to beat the case. And I'm going to beat your ass with it. I'm and gonna, people, like Metaphorically, beat you over the head with this thing.
1: People don't know their rights and and being raised by a police officer, I do, mm. and took for granted that
0: most people, do. most people like, no, don't.
1: I, I got pulled over mm. on the way home uh, and nothing happened in contrast to yours. I didn't even get a piece of paper, remember? Yeah. Yeah but much different, but, but no, a lot of people, they don't know. They think they have to submit to everything. And that's terrifying, especially when it's taxpayer funded schools, not teaching you your basic rights. That should be right up there with the alphabet and simple math.
0: So let me Sorry. lay out, let me lay out my, my next play. My last, my last, cause I, I, this is like the, the, the turning of this. That's the really I got, I got the lawsuit in New Orleans for refusal to show ID and that might become a Supreme Court case. It's on its way up the chain right now. I'm very excited about that. one. Uh, but this, as just a successful assertion of, you know, right to travel as a right, not a privilege, and right to possess cannabis as sacrament medicine because it's a basic human fucking right. Fuck you. It's like, yeah, it's psilocybin. It's a victimless crime. You can't justify danger in any way associated with it. Fuck you. You're the criminals here. Um, so I've got all sorts of potential lawsuits, you know, civil rights, lawsuits, criminal lawsuits, um, property damage, property damage, time loss, the dog stress, my, the dog's suffering my actual physical injuries, even if it's just a bruise. And actually I got my high blood pressure documented uh, when the nurse came in Monday, it was the charts. And it was partly because they were giving me coffee, but also was just a stress of, I'm listening to fucking TV Yeah, the and by the way, uh, my friend, John McAfee was just murdered in jail. You know, and John, well, John sure. was just, you know, killed Me by sure. cops. Like, so, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like in battle mode here. I'm sitting and I, I turned into scholar athlete mode and I'm like reading books and taking notes all day and then, you know, doing a workout in the evening. But it was still and, and I couldn't sleep. And it was my hip bones. Thin mattress. Yeah, yeah, And it was like literally tossing and turning, and my shoulder. And back, it's just like terrible. literally tossing and turning, just like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna doze off until the pain wakes me up. No, yeah. And I'm gonna flip over For and do it again. And I I mean I figured out some tricks after a while, and it got it got reasonable, but you shouldn't have to. I, <laughs> I put like clothes and
1: other towels under. Yeah. I made a
0: palette. Yeah, I did things with books and tucking my blankets in a specific way and making pillows with my yeah, that and that hip bone thing's the worst. Just the worst and socks and stuff. Yeah, and it's it, it's if if they really mean what they say that like we're isolating you because you're a danger, but our intent is to correct you and empower you to come out corrected or enabled or educated, fuck no, oh, you. No. Like, yeah, this is no, this is counterproductive. No, uh, so what I want to do. And I'm I'm weighing this out. And if you guys have input on this, and this is this is when we do this really, we're gonna do one more smoke weed every day and hear from Jim and any other last comments and wrap this up before we get to three hours. Um I wanna write a letter like to the county and say, I am I promise that if you give me give me twelve hundred bucks, cover the actual vehicle damages, right? That's it. Give me that. I'm not gonna fuck you for anything else. I can see you, I can see you a dozen different ways, but are just gonna hurt the people of the county. But let's put it like this. I'm gonna write this letter, and you're gonna put it up in every sheriff's department building in the county until you satisfy my requirements laid out in the letter that are gonna say, you know, you, you have to commit to these reforms. And I actually wrote it out in the meeting. This was like something that that I wanted. Uh and I I want I still want to, my my decision here upgraded again to like with prejudice i want something if i can get it a letter from them asserting my right um and that there are no pending or potential charges i I do want an apology for the dogs but the point of that is and and i want my mushrooms back if i have to sue to get my mushrooms back like i might actually do the capsules the actual mushroom capsules um i'm i'm finally actually in a position to do that like that's a really unique legal gem of an opportunity that's I promise that's you they're destroyed already. But, but even if I successfully sue for them and say, well, then give me the street value. Yeah.
1: Which at cop maths with like five grand or something. <laughs> yeah, <right.
0: laughs> yeah, you <laughs> wanna you want to exaggerate like that? We'll take it. Um and I want I, I one of my fantasies to ask for in this negotiation was I want the cops who arrested me to escort me home. they follow me with lights on. Me all the way at least to the Arizo- i was thinking like at least the arizona border how yes. fun was that be?
1: they can only go to the colorado border probably.
0: right that's what I they're, mean. Lights. Oh, okay, I the they're just, like oh it's the colorado
1: cross
0: like right 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 so, yeah, but they, they, they could have yeah but yeah. that that's was un- it ended up being unnecessary that's and that was trip. we didn't have the time for that kind of negotiation but i want to see a plan to reform the jail for you know a compassionate intake process like that no one they have a sign when you get carried in it says let us know if you're on any meds that, if you're not with, will kill you in the next 24 hours. No one like asked me that. They carried me, literally carried me past that. Um, but you know to, I, I have to other notes about care. this. But I want, okay. I want, um, that no, they had no access to workout equipment. The yard was like, they they said, I didn't have that. They, said they were so They strapped. only do
1: that in prison. They don't do that in county. They 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 don't do that in jails. It, they still have to prison. give you.
0: There's still a legal thing. They have to give you an hour of time outside if you want yes section. i think per I week want, or
2: something
1: though. well maybe
0: it's every other day for someone, whatever it is what they used to do is have inmates shackled walk around the building to the sidewalk on the street and then around the back of the building. they would follow them that was their outdoor time until they recently fenced in a little square of grass yeah it is a fucked up jail it's a really wow. fucked up jail so um i want everybody to be offered a multivitamin when they come in like we're gonna like everything that's reasonable to ask for like a clipboard system for requests. Like, uh, but, but more importantly on the, the scale of the County, a commitment to, to make the County law enforcement policy. And I don't know exactly which mechanism to ask for, whether it's sheriff's policy or DA policy or every law enforcement city policy or whatever, there's some options there. But basically, you're going to decrim as much as Oregon. Sky hasn't fallen there. Personal possession is no longer a crime in Sawatch County. Fuck you, or I'm coming at you. You know, all all guns blazing with with all the lawsuits. So, um, like that's 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 like a fundamental request. Respect for uh, Fourth Amendment enshrined in policy. Like I uh, like a, a bulletin or a letter or something like. No cops in Sawatch County respect fucking. Fourth Amendment rights, um, and then I, I don't know, maybe right to travel policy, but getting the animal handling policy change—that like, the so gross. I think this is the principal thing to do to say, like, I could fuck you, or try to fuck you, out of tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, reasonably. That would right? come off the tax. they would be just well. Too. I mean, a I lot of this is out of federal be, budgets and insurance and shit. So well, what, if what if they're insured? What if they're insured?
1: That's the whole thing that's crazy about the system too. Is is when. There is no accountability when there is accountability. George Floyd's family, whatever they got, came off the backs of the taxpayers. Chauvin got a lesser charge than most pop victims. So, so even when the cops in the state fuck up, the taxpayers pay for making the victim. So home. this is, this is where I acceptable.
0: think the, the most magnanimous principle thing I could do would be say, fix it, cover my actual costs for the truck. I'm not even going to charge you for my time. I'm not even going to charge you for my trauma or my injuries. Dogs. Pay for my, or the dog's bullshit. Or the logistics. I said, pay for my truck and the logistics costs. Like, ask for something petty. Like, less than five grand. Yeah. Like, I, I was thinking like $1,200 earlier. I mean, maybe with all that stuff, the actual cost, would be like, no. Give us $4,000. But then, I will sign a release. But like, this letter, you will keep this up in every building until you fix all of this shit and if at any point you don't do it to my satisfaction, deals off. I'm coming guns blazing. But and here's here's the righteous kicker in this. If it goes that way, if they don't want to play ball at this level with me and do the right thing. And we're giving them a chance to do the right thing, to basically become a natural law county. And they you know, should like be a, a especially with the county.
1: placement and how beautiful it is, like there is no excuse for this yeah, county not to sweet. always be
0: there. Um and and if if the people of the county disagree with the reforms that I proposed, then I would say, okay, I'll take that off the list. But I don't. These I are all very popular, them. simple, practical things that, where government is just behind the will of the people. Yeah, that's that's, that's like right, rotten egg man. dog that farts. That is not right. Well, they, the dogs have been through a lot. my farts didn't well, smell okay, at all. You should have
1: smelled them so in my van. When I was man. in jail,
0: about the food, the Dev and Lori did a great job with the circumstances, trying to accommodate me with vegan food. Um, but it was like sort of basic bitch mainstream vegan, decent amount of calories. I asked for rice and beans, so I got a lot of rice and beans. It's cool. Like, I'm happy. Like, give me a big bowl of rice and beans with some salt and pepper. And I'm like, yeah, uh, throwing some veggies and fruit. So I have some nutritional variety and some fiber with that. Mm-hmm. But like there's plenty of fiber and a complete amino acid profile and rice and beans. So uh, but I was so gassy. I was I think if you hear the girls tell the story, the, the, the four women who were down the hall. They're gonna be like, yeah, we listen to them fart a lot. <laughs> like they, my farts echoed.
1: My my so, blockmates tried to have me removed because crones and jail food.
0: Oh yeah, right. Of was course. Not a good
1: time. And they had two pregnant girls in there, and like your senses are heightened, so I felt really bad.
0: For yeah, them. so I, I there's some basic jail reforms, but but like if That's they true. if it they immediately discharge everybody in their jail who's there for victimless crimes. Well, then you're not an overcrowded jail anymore.
1: No, then you're fine. You're not an
0: under-budget jail anymore either, and you can put a little more money into feeding your inmates properly. But
1: see, then they don't get more money mm-hmm. from the government, and they are incentivized to keep the jails mm-hmm. back.
0: Well, guess what? That doesn't change. fucking work that way anymore, Sheriff Dan Warwick. We're going to change the rules. will make it real easy for you guys to do the right thing. But anyway, the righteous kicker was if I were to go that way and go fuck you, I'm getting all the money I can out of this case. It would be that I would use it to form an endowment for homefront battle buddies. They would be used to fund scholarships specifically for veterans from Swatch County to be able to come here and do mushrooms with us. So that's Uh it. I'm done. I'm done. There's so much more. There's so much fun to the story. So much minutia. I hope someone writes a book about it or makes a movie out of it someday. Because it, it really was an epic little episode and um, there's a It'd few more great, plays. Maybe. I mean, we we just came to the turning and now I get to wave the story around and I get to do this one big follow-up play for as long as I feel like drawing it out, basically. Uh, but no, I hope they do the right thing and I hope I, we can, I, I want to negotiate with them in advance. Be like, is this, here's my threat. My threat is I'll I'll Deal massive legal pain in the ass. At very least, it's going to cost you time and money dealing with me, even if I lose. Or put my reform letter up until you make these reforms. And give me a few thousand just for material costs. Repairs for the Black Pearl. All right, Jim, on screen, please, sir.
3: What's going on? We finally got Ed backstage, too. He's been listening, so... Oh, I think you... Hello? You there? Wow. No way. I think uh, Adam just froze. So that's fun. Here we go. We can play. What was Adam going to say next? I don't know. He was going to say something about ed being backstage because that's what i just said <laughs> so uh i hope you all enjoyed that uh very thorough explanation of everything that uh that has happened i'm gonna bring this down till he refreshes and comes back up i apologize for having to be the filler at the end of this very uh very climactic experience he has brought to us so i'm, I'm excited myself jim freedom's reaction to everything that's just been watched while he's restarting his stream uh, I'm excited to see what comes out of it I, I I love the idea that he's not wanting the money And uh, what he said there at the end Wanting to do a list of reforms You know We'll see what happens I'm, I'm excited to see what happens That's all I can say That would be cool I, I feel like I might reach for more If you really got him by the balls like that You know Ask for some bigger reforms But you know He's smarter than I am probably In this regard So uh, while we wait for a few a few more seconds, I suppose while Adam's still reconnecting this thing, I'm going to go ahead and bring Ed up so he can give his. We're we're almost at three hours. Ed, obviously, you already know. So let's just sum it up until Adam gets back so he can close it out. What's up, my friend? What do you think? Oh,
0: let me turn my mic on, and uh, what do I think? Uh, what I think doesn't really matter. Okay, well. We'll postpone the ombudsman portion of the show for another day because it could take an hour or two just for that.
3: (laughs) Oh, snap. Okay. So maybe next week's episode is the ombudsman episode. (laughs) Could
0: be, could be. Well, I'll go ahead and sign off now and say, uh, Adam, glad to have you back, and we'll talk.
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Cool. All right, brother. Good to see you. Thank you. So that's it. Adam's still not uh, reconnected quite just yet, but he had, uh, well, I got one. He said something about one more weed every day, so he's got to be coming back unless I get a, a message on Telegram here in the next few seconds. So my questions, okay. Uh, hopefully he's even able to see this, but I, I, my questions, if I had any from from everything that was said, I want to know like more about the... Uh, the church native american church card that he has uh that card that he played that because because there was a couple times when he said he uh that that's what gave him right you know or but i know i know exactly what he meant but he's saying that that's what makes it legal by their own wording you know so it's his it's his way of using their own system against them which is uh cool and all that but my question again originally was can anybody get one of those that's what i want to know so and i don't know why he's not back yet uh usually he would have already been back by now so it's possible that they're having trouble his battery may have died or something i don't know but uh yeah i don't know well i'm gonna go ahead and uh sign it off then for everybody because adam thoroughly covered everything beautifully so if you have any more questions get a hold of the guy on telegram t.me forward slash adam versus man's last time you're gonna hear this episode i'll do it for adam everybody's glad he's free including jim freedom and uh thank you very much for watching peace and love y'all choose happiness be excellent to each other